So I was at NJCC this weekend. Yes, I heard you were going there. Yeah, Yeah, I'll have some stories about that, but I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. If I told you I saw pornography at NJCC, would you be surprised? Hmm, Let me get clarification. Pornography, like material for sale, or like you saw exhibitionists in front of you? I I saw it on someone's person, let's say. Huh. Okay. A uh, vendor or a, a, a patron? A patron. Uh, it would not surprise me in the least. Okay. <laughs> so I so, wish you. I wish it would. So I was. I was selling some stuff, and and we were going to do a PayPal transaction. So we were both getting out our phones, and he has a porn site pulled up. Clear as day on his phone, and he's with. A, he's with. Uh, he's with a cu- a couple like that. He's with there with, mm-hmm. and, and she says, "Is that porn on your phone?" And and he just laughs and says, "Yeah, it is." And then. And he says, uh, I said, well, I mean, ain't no reason to be embarrassed. It isn't like you're the only one. I said, you're just the one that didn't didn't close your your, your, <laughs> yeah. your uh, incognito window. And yeah. he said, you know what I really like? I like the shoplifting ones. <laughs> and I said, sadly, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know which ones to me, like... I, I find like it, they're very few and far between because it's like they, maybe this isn't the best way to have, to have to have a podcast. But uh, when like they do like a pizza delivery guy, oh, old school, but it's real, the real ones. Uh, okay, like where they have to blur the driver's face out and shit. Like okay, you know, and and this one he like calls his manager and tells him that he's having like a mechanical issue. So I watch most of my Oh, wow, that's great. I watch most of my stuff on Reddit, right? And there is there is one time... Um, <laughs> it's the strangest thing to me. Yeah. Uh, there was one time recently where like uh, I... I like opened up my phone and it just happened to be the last thing I was watching and like the audio was on and it was like, <laughs> Oh wow. Great use of the soundboard. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I'll tell you another story, but I was, I was the last job I had, there was this super right wing Christian conservative guy. Like I like him already. <laughs> like, you know, like super straight lace guy. Uh huh. And he was having some problems with a work computer, uh-huh. like a laptop. Uh-huh. And he had the service guy come, and the guy opens it up, and it's just porn. And he's like, oh, "I didn't do that. It's not my. It's not mine. It's not mine." Yeah. Come on, man. That's what's wrong with your work computer. It's full of it's full of herpes in some direction. Yeah. Uh, to the listeners, it's a two man show today. Hey yo, two man show, which we haven't had, and I can't tell you the last time it's been a two man no. show here. Oh. Who, who's running the pivot? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. So we'll, it, just, we'll just leave it on the stool for Joe. In a, in a, in a way, it'll be a, a calm before the storm that 400 ends up being. That's uh, right. What number are we on now? This is 398. Wow. So that's right. That's right. coming up. It's coming up. It is. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to, to get to before we started. There is some interesting stuff in the notes today. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you. So I got one thing. Okay. So apparently... Um, people, some people at my work have started listening to this. Hey, people at work. Um, which is surprising to me because it's not really up most people's alley. I don't think, um, generally speaking. Right. But, uh, but let's be honest. The, the nerd portion of our content really probably boils down about 20% of it at mm -hmm. this point. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, it's a lot more rage. (laughs) Heavier on the rage. Um, but anyway, like, you know, I told a story on here recently and anyway, it, like it was a you know it was it was a, a real life situation that happened with another person at work mm-hmm. that uh you know and I I think highly I've been I've worked with this person for a long time mm-hmm. and um 
but it got back to her mm. like hey i think this is about you oh shit <laughs> um so uh she she listened uh and she was like um she said uh i i heard that there was an episode of, so i listened and i was like um, my body temperature probably went up 13 degrees because <laughs> like in my head i'm like man what terrible shit could i have said you know because that is the thing about this is like you know, it's the same, and it's not really about this. It's me anywhere, really. It's like sometimes for the sake of the story, and, and hers was actually, I think, pretty. She she said that, uh, I think I said that she had a uh, an emotional reaction, to, uh-huh. you know, or something that she took. But I used to joke with her about that anyway. Anytime that she, we would get into a debate, I'd be like, uh, I don't want this to get emotional just because she's, <laughs> you know. Um, so it, that didn't surprise me. But uh, no, she said you actually said some kind of things about me and all that, which was nice. That's but, awesome. Yeah, but, um, but for the listeners and for anybody else, like, you know, when you tell a story, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm telling a story about a night that my car broke down and it was snowing, right, right, uh, it could have been snowing fairly well, right. But when I tell the story, I'm gonna be, and you couldn't fucking see ten feet in front. Oh my God. You, you know, I mean, you you got like you gotta you gotta fucking you it's gotta embellish it, man. You, way, you gotta right? make the story worth listening. Exactly. It's like there's a there's an art to that shit. So um, on the, uh, third, if I tell anything button, about anybody yeah. else in, in our workforce, <laughs> use a little uh, kayfabe, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, a little kayfabe, a little yeah. key, little key fob. No, come on, <laughs> don't do it that way. <laughs> don't do it that way. Uh, so how was your nerve week? I actually have a lot. Of, I watched good. a lot of shit this good, week. Good, good, good. I had a busy, busy week. Um, um. NJCC, as I mentioned earlier, from the pornography, New Jersey Collectors, New Con. Jersey Collectors Con. Kind How of was it? Home of the realm. It was. It was really fun. Um, I went on Friday. A bunch of people came on Friday. So you remember that awful bar that was in the hotel? It was the red, uh, red, white, and blues or some shit. Yeah, it was like a little restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was trash overall. Yeah. Well, fine. They, yeah, they've gutted it. And it's completely different. I think it's called Infused now or something like that. Oh, it sounds very hip and today. Well, it does kind of have that vibe. It's got a very modern, um, it's, you know, not dark or anything in uh-huh. there. Um, but, you know, me and me and Brink were there first and we were hanging out at the bar and uh, other people roll in and, and they had some long high tops. We're like, hey, you mind if we just take this table? They're like, fine. They weren't super busy. I mean, it's a freaking bar restaurant. So we sat down and started ordering some drinks. Um, the food was freaking great. You know, I got a burger. It was fantastic. But some of the other guys got appetizers we shared around. And right. It was great. They had, you know, cold beer uh, music. They actually had a girl singing. Like, oh, yeah? Not a, we, so I think Vinny <laughs> thought it was karaoke at first. And like, he's going to get up there. Wow. But she was singing everything from like, I will survive up to like Green Day songs. How was it? She was really, really good. Well, good for her. She was just, you know, had backing vocals. I did notice that her husband, her husband, I, I probably not her husband, her boyfriend was sitting at the bar. Slash manager. Yeah. Dripped in Jordan from head to toe. Oh, really? Yeah. He was Whole ensemble. He was swagged out. So. Good for him. Um, they uh, they let us set up at six, bless their hearts. So about six fifteen, I rolled uh, uh, rolled down there, and and me and Brink unloaded our uh, vehicles, and two hours to put three tables worth of shit up and price it is not enough time. Mm. But I didn't even get everything priced by eight. And the early bird open, like people just started handing me money. Man, it was. This is what I've told everybody. It was an old school NJCC. It was hot. It was stinky. <laughs> Robert, it was crowded. Hang on, it was crowded. People came to spend money, and they fucking spent money. Oh well, good. And there's something interesting I want to mention that happened. That please, it didn't happen to me. Although I did, I think they did buy something for me, but not much. There were Amazon resellers there. 
that were coming in. They were scanning everything, checking prices, really, and then buying. So they bought hundreds of dollars of stuff from Dust. They bought hundreds. Like I think Brink said, they had he had a um, like uh, like a. a Ray and uh, uh, Kylo Ren and stuff like that from Figure Art sealed. Hmm. You know, stuff you're probably going to drag around for the next 12 years. Amazon dude's like, hey, I want to buy all this from you. Will you take X amount? Yep. <laughs> Get rid of it. I, I mean, had a guy. crazy. I had a guy buy three of those Mezco like summer con boxes from me. Three of them. Wow. Yeah. I'm it was great. To- I mean, I, I, did, I did really well. And the crazy thing, Bobby, and it's funny because I think we might have talked about this before. Uh-huh. I had a bin of Marvel Legends and Marvel Legends parts in no order whatsoever. Uh-huh. And then I had a bin of literally broken G1 Transformer pieces from my childhood. And then I found the bag with the, um, you know, the little fold-out checklist picture brochures that would come with... Um, with your Transformers back in the day, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably had 20 of those. Dude, I sold... I was selling things that I considered to be junk to people who wanted it. Good. Like, I had Soundwave's legs. One, one man's trash is another man's treasure, legs. they say, Christopher. I had, I had Soundwave's legs. Uh-huh. I had those books. <laughs> I was selling those booklets for five bucks a piece. Um, the Marvel Legends just, you know, hey, I said, make a pile and we'll make a deal. I was basically selling for 10 bucks a piece. Nice. But I was like, I probably made 200 bucks out of those bins that I was thinking about. That's awesome. So I've got a bin of um, car robot stuff. It's actually all separated and bagged individually that I've been not taking for years that I'm probably going to take next time we go. Good. Just to get rid of it. So Robert hit me up from the event. Oh, God. I'm sorry for whatever comes out of him going to that show in your direction. <laughs> I'm just... I tried to help dodge bullets for you, but at some <laughs> point I knew there was no stopping him. Um. So he said... Uh, he said, I've been at NJCC for one hour and I'm ready to go home. <laughs> he said, it's nothing bad. It's nice to see everyone. Um, he's just had had it. And he said, um, uh, there was a couple of funny things that happened. So I, I said, for one, I'm looking for this bust, this Princess Leia bust. He showed me. From, oh, okay. So yeah. Did he show you? He put my face on it? Of course. That's did. how he replied to that. Um, so he said, uh, this room is already getting humid. And then he followed that up with, like, your basement, because that fucking skull fest has been hot yeah. as fuck here in the past. And he said, it smells like ass and old ashtrays. Uh, and then he said, it's a whirling miasma. I don't even know what that word is. Um, there are literally air currents. Ass, armpit, ashtray. Like, I can see them. <laughs> um, he said, they're all Pocahontas. They're painting the colors of their ass. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. So, I it it wasn't overwhelming. So, I have, a new, I have a new name for it. Okay. The ashtray pit. If, if, when you encounter that. Yes, that's, so, that's fair enough. Yeah. And Robert also, I mean, I, he did make a critical error. He was wearing a hoodie. Oh, you yeah. have to know, bro. I, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. It, I don't care what time of year NJCC is. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Just because that's how you have to bust it out. But it was great seeing everybody. Um, I literally, on Saturday, ate um, uh, Chan made muffins. Uh-huh. Brought them. So I ate like six or eight muffins and some granola bars because it, it was so busy. I mean, it was... I, I, I made like $1,500 the first hour they were open. Hmm. And I think I was around 4500 for the show, which the horrifying thing is think, how much did I pay for all that shit? But 
what it somebody said that's that's old money man it's, yeah it's true now, now it's new money that's true whether it's you enjoyed true. it or enjoyed inside of a tote yeah that's the thing is like it's like you lease that shit you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's that's like basically you, you get your enjoyment out of it you yeah. know you know it's funny like selling at shows and you know this from from you know like the third time you see somebody that hadn't bought anything I'm like all right man what we need to do here come yeah. on what what's the obstacle help me help me help me help you overcome the obstacle i always used to do this shit where like um you know people want to stand like 10 f- feet back from your table mm-hmm. you know and look at things because they don't want to talk they don't want to engage they don't want to engage so like when i see him i'd be like come on man there's no whatever was going on at the moment here mm-hmm. so i'd be like come on man there's no sars here Come on up, yeah. Come on. There's no monkeypox here. Oh, There's come the, on. <laughs> you probably should. You should step probably right retire up. that. <laughs> step right. I'm, I'm going to say you should retire that for it. <laughs> but whatever is the new thing, yeah. You know, like uh, uh, who knows what it'll be next time I work a show. Uh, but uh, whatever it is, I would always. That was like my one of my go-to lean-ins. So, um, um, I've been dusting in here. I can smell it. Yeah, it smells. It smells nice in here. I've worked from here uh from transformers to uh, i got one more sh- bookcase of dc stuff it's a daunting task man i didn't do it last year yeah um and uh it's a daunting it's a daunting task i have a goal of before the middle of the year um doing something different with the simpsons and cleaning all that because it yeah. definitely deserves it the, the problem with that it's not a problem mm. It's just it, they all literally just need a bath. Mm-hmm. Like I'm probably just gonna have a tub of dirt, a, a tub of soap water, a tub of clean water, and a drying rack, and trying to keep up with all their bits and bobbles. Yeah, is going to be the only challenging thing for me. It is nice to go back through it though, because like just over time they get bumped, they get nudged, and like mm-hmm. it starts looking a little disheveled. And like yeah. just to go back and tighten everything up mm-hmm. has been enjoyable for me, and I've been. Uh, enjoying the fruits of my labor. Did you find anything that had had deteriorated or had broken? That- no, but I have broken. I broke something in the process. So I've broken one thing so far. It always uh, happens. I broke a bummer. A, it it like a statue, uh, a, a cheap statue, a Cotabaquia statue. It fell, mm-hmm. and I should have just stopped what I was doing and picked it up. First of all, I sh- I carried it because it was sitting on top of something else. And I thought I could do both. Yeah, that was my first error. It fell on the floor, and then I continued working instead of picking it up. Yeah. And I stepped on it, Ugh, um, but sucks. you can't tell. It's currently still like, but you know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll get my thing. wife to gorilla glue it. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! So it was a huge wrestling weekend. Um, I actually didn't see some stuff Friday, unbelievably, because I was at the show. Um, left, you know, we got packed. Up. Oh, I want a, I want a door. I bought some raffle tickets, and I and I want something the exact value of the amount of raffle tickets I bought. I, did you? Yeah, the. What did you win? Uh, uh, book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett Black Series. I didn't have it. So oh God, those knees. Yeah, the one with the plastic cape. That's actually what's funny is I have the three and three quarters, and I think it's probably overall a better. I would, I would, I would probably, I wouldn't surprise. That was one of my worst figures of last year. It's, it's the fucking. They're the ugliest knees I've ever seen on a yeah. figure. Yeah, it's not. I, it's fine. I mm. didn't have it, so it'll look good standing there. Worth a raffle. Yeah, worth a raffle. The you thrill know, of victory, su- at least. Support them. Yeah. Um, funny story. I, I was. I was. Go- I meant to buy raffle tickets all day, and I, I was walking back by Fran at the front, and I'm like, "Hey, let me get some raffle tickets." And I said, "Oh, I see you have a dark saber up there." He's like, "Oh, that's actually that's actually not in the sale. That's that's something I picked up for myself." I said, "Oh, okay." He's like. Well, man, if you if that's why you want to raffle tickets, I'd understand. I was like, nah, man, it's cool. I'll go ahead and take them. So every time he went up there to do his, you know, little microphone thing and do the drawing, I'd always yell, Dark Saber! <laughs> he said, maybe next time. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, got done, got packed up. I came home with six empty totes. I was so happy about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, consolidated a bunch of stuff down. 
And basically, I'm just going to put it away for next time. Right. Um, and, and if somebody wants some of it. Right. G.I. Joe sold really well, too. I had a bunch of G.I. Joe. Oh, Cra- there's doubles. And, yeah. Crazy thing. So, Duke, the original Duke, uh-huh. that was basically on clearance everywhere. The, I found one on eBay. The last one I found on eBay was 65 bucks. Really? So, I was selling for 35 Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. All that first, like those first five were going for, were going pretty I think I have some of them. Yeah. Like just by accident. Just doubles. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up, I don't know how many I had at one point. So, um, I wanted to go. I wanted to go. It It was was a good show. It was just my, that weekend was challenging for me. My schedule in general right now is nuts. Like between like, I guess I'm just reaching that point in my life with like kids activities and shit, Mm. like between the, the babies and dance um, oh, I bet you that's a riot. Yeah, it's something else. Jane is working, mm-hmm. you know, and then Selena's got softball, band practice, and something else, something like coding, computer coding. Yeah. She, so, like, that's cool. between those three things, plus my work schedule, the DMH side of life's work schedule, yeah. you know, Skullface, and then, um, and then my wife's work schedule. It's just like this. No wife. This month is a fucking. It, it happens sometimes. The man. calendar says it looks like a pinata exploded on it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, but uh, there's another show in August. It's August is going to be a busy month for me because that's you know botcons that month. I think it's the. Forgive me if I got the dates wrong. It's like the twelfth of this of um, August. August, and then the next day on s- Sunday is a GI Joe show. They it's called the East Coast GI Joe show. So I work that Saturday. I may be wrong about the date, but I think I'm. It right. is a Saturday. Okay, twelfth. Okay, um, so got done. Said my goodbyes. Uh, we managed to take a group picture right. <laughs> I saw. saw There's barely anybody there. We we're like fuck because yeah. Jose didn't come and he's the photo guy. Right, right, right. And we were also we were all busy, man. It was crazy how busy it was. Mm. Um, started driving home and and Kelly called. She's like, "Hey, where are you?" And I told her, you know, I'm on the way. She said, uh, "Some really bad storms. You're going to be driving right into them." I'm like. Great. This is Saturday night. So I get to, yeah, I see some, a little bit of rain and I saw some amazing lightning storms, like, you know, way up ahead. Yeah. But it was right in front of me, which was really cool to see that. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm driving into it. Well, I get to, uh, uh, just, I get through the tunnel. So I get to like White Marsh and, uh, she calls again. She's like, hey, where are you? I was like, I'm just like an hour out. I'm in White Marsh. She's like, uh, cause I thought she was calling to like, to, you know, try to figure out what time dinner to right, start dinner. Right. She's like, it's hailing here. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, it's hailing here. Like giant hails falling from the sky. And it's, it's and frogs. the storm you're, well, not yet. The storm you're driving into. I'm like, Jesus. I didn't get any hail. I didn't, it barely even rained. So I guess I was just straight from the line to the storm. Get home. Kenny's going to cook breakfast for dinner. WrestleMania is coming on in like an hour. This I'm is like, just your day. This is heaven. great. It's great. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in the shower real quick. I'm going to get a beer. I'm going to drink a beer and then we're going to eat dinner. And then WrestleMania starting, everything will be great. Fucking power goes out. <laughs> oh no! Right as Kennedy's <laughs> making omelets, getting ready to make omelets, comes back on in about twenty minutes. We eat. I see like half of a match. Power goes out again. Oh my god! And it was out. It, it was on and off, but it was out till two o'clock. I was so like just. Like, man, I was having such a great day, and I guess it's, you know, it's still a great day. I just didn't. So I got up Saturday, and I watched the, the I got up Sunday and watched the Saturday show, and then I watched uh, Ring of Honor, um, which had come on Friday, and then uh, 
literally did nothing but watch wrestling on Sunday. So hmm. it would be an awesome weekend. WrestleMania was, uh, it was a mixed bag. There were some really, really, really good matches. Um, uh, some some things didn't quite go uh, the way everyone wanted them to, but you know that's how they do these things. Yeah, I saw somebody break their ankle like this. Yikes! Um, from the Ring of Honor show. Well, he was jumping off a ladder on top of the ring through four tables on the ground, and his ankle just said, "No, we're not going to do that. Not today." Poor kid. Poor kid. So, but uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. We close close the website. <clears throat> um, hopefully have everything done by the end of next week. And uh, we're going to New Orleans this weekend. This weekend? Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's me Ke- just me and Kelly. Yep. Wait, that, was that on the books? Yeah, you- we've had a plan. Okay, okay. I okay. mentioned it to you. You may have. Yeah. You may have. Life is a whirlwind. Um, so basically just going to go down there and pig out for three days. That's it. Serious pigging piggy, out. Piggy, you know piggy. what I mean? Uh, I remember I was like, um, I was going to, I was going to go to somebody's house and I was going to crash there. Mm-hmm. And Laura was giving me a bunch of shit about it. She was like, you gonna, you having a little sleepover? <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to crash there. And she's like, what are you guys going to do? Pig out? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and meat lover's pizza, please. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, speak. you watch wrestling. I watched uh, watched some baseball this past week because, you know, we've been watching it as a family. Yeah, so... so- Actually, I forgot the Star Wars shit, but we'll talk about that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was the last one. But uh, baseball, so they changed some rules. Yeah, the pitcher clock. And the bases are bigger or something. Oh, are they? There's like there's like that. four or five new rules. But I know the pitch clock seems to be the one. Yeah, that's that, and that's great. Yeah. Because the games are moving faster. But mm-hmm. but um, it's it was just funny because like, everybody's like watching it and like kind of enjoying it now, like even myself included. Yeah. Um, You know, it's all because Selena wanted to watch it. I got you. And... Um, so we're watching it, and it was the uh, fuck. It was the Astros and the White Sox. Okay, I've heard of those teams. And Jaina has become a bit of an Astros fan, I think, because Ooh. somebody that she likes at school, their father used to be a major league baseball player and played for the Astros at some point. Flex, yeah, no shit. Flex, Flex. Um, but be that as it may, uh, the White Sox are like up terrible, and then the fucking uh, Astros end up beating them, and she had been talking a whole bunch of shit the whole game so it was pretty fun um i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it more than i ever thought i would and like my whole family's enjoying it more than i ever thought that seems they very would. strange it is like, very strange i could not imagine getting i can't get my kids to get together to what anything much less a sporting event yeah it's very strange so anyway um other than that i have a ton of shit to talk about uh i had a pretty busy nerd week so all right we'll start here um, I finished the show Shrinking on Apple TV. Wow, you binged that. Fucking, I couldn't stop. I couldn't okay, stop. Remind me again, who's in this one? Uh, Jason Siegel. Okay. Yep, and yep. Uh, Harrison Ford. Okay. Uh, we saw the season finale, and like it was heart, you know, it was heartfelt. Like it, it's it's a comedy, um, but it's got some drama in it, and it's got some like you know heartfelt moments. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's really I, I really highly recommend it to anyone. It's uh, I'm not a big TV show guy, and I fucking love. Ah. I loved it. You watch a lot of TV shows, dude. do I? I mean, any show that comes on HBO is a TV show. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you, I feel like there's people that like watch TV shows like every night. Well, that's true. You know, like, I, well, I guess I watch like the Marvel shit, but I, I watch it because of this. I probably would have stopped, you know, in the, in the same of Star Wars, right? Um, but anyway, uh, but like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of shit out there that like people love. That's like part of the culture of America, TV show wise. I like that, The like, Office. Well, no, because I watched that and then quite enjoyed it almost as much as I enjoyed the British version. But I, I like this is the stuff like, um, 
you know, like Ozark, uh, yeah, Mad Men, mm-hmm. um, Nip Tucks, yep, shit like that. Yep. Like shit like it was just part of uh, e, uh, ER or what was that? E, ER, yeah, you know. Like shit that was just like a part of like breaking the fabric bad of a, and, yeah, Well, sorry, I, I did catch that one. But for the most part, like shit that's like a part of like, it becomes part of the fabric of American culture. Yeah. Like I just miss out on because I was not, not interested. But like, um, so uh, while I'm on the topic of kids, that wasn't about kids, but shrinking is great. I was on Virginia in the baseball shit. Um, so I did a versus of those two jet fires, right? Yep. And uh, Jaina came down and was like, uh, she liked the fans toys one and did not like the Takara one. And I was like, okay. And she always wants to give like a little bit more opinion as mm-hmm. to why. Sometimes I leave it in. Sometimes I cut it out. Sometimes I've already turned the camera off when she starts going. <laughs> she never knows, right? But she was like, uh, she was like, uh, yeah, the, the, the other one being the Takara one. Uh, the face, the, the gray is too dark. And I was like, okay. And she's like, cut that out. And I was like, I was like, I've, I've already turned the camera off. It's, it, you know, and she's like, she's like, okay, God, I don't want to get in trouble. And I was like, why would you get in trouble? She's like, I can't just say somebody's face is too dark. I was like, nobody's going to view that in that way. She, I, she's like, just clip it out of context. But I only she's say it aware. because like her face, she like was like flushed. Yeah. You know, um, the baby uh, had a nightmare, like not that she's never had one before, but it's the first one that I can remember, um, where she said her body fell off her head, and that went- was the, that was what the nightmare was. <laughs> yeah, like she was in bed, and her body fell off the bed, but her head stayed on the bed, and then her body got up and just started walking down the steps, <laughs> and her head was like, she's like, she's like, and I'm yelling to it to come back, but it can't hear me. And- oh my goodness. <laughs> So it went from a first person to a third person, and you see your body walk away. That's yeah. kind of horrifying. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, oh, I wanted to say that uh, the um, d- during the football shit, I mean the the baseball shit, mm-hmm. um, we found out because we went to bed. It was like late, so the next morning I said, "Did do we know who won?" Mm-hmm. And and Jana said, "Oh yeah, the Astros won. They slaughtered them." <laughs> And I was like, damn. And she was like, like animals. Like animals. <laughs> she said, not just the women. I mean, not just the men, but the women and the children, too. She said all that. That's great. Yeah. Um, let's see. So uh, I, watched, uh, I watched Tetris. Oh, I didn't know it had come out. Uh, on Apple TV. Apple TV for the win, I guess. It's in running for me for movie of the year. Really? Fucking amazing. Hmm. I was on the fucking edge of my seat. I was emotionally investment, invested. I almost fucking cried at certain parts. Like... It is fucking amazing. Like, wow. And I'm sure it's dramatized, right? But if sure. even a shred of it is fucking true, it is. It, it, it might be the most amazing video game story ever told. Hmm. Dude, it ties into the fucking Cold War. It ties. Like, it's, huh. it's fucking nuts, this shit. I'll have to check that out. Um, but, like, a big part of it. I'm not. I don't want to spoil it for anyone because I want people to go see it. But a big part of it was gaining the. And it's funny because it's like one of the top, like the type of topic that Nerdrage sort of tends to dive into. But like, it was about gaining rights to it. Mm-hmm. And this guy created it kind of as a hobby in Russia, and then people wanted to buy the rights to it, and then it became a thing of like, well, who has the arcade rights? Who has the computer rights? Who yeah. has the console rights? Who has the handheld rights as oh, handheld wow. was becoming a thing? And um, the uh, the interesting thing about it was like, you know, at the, at the time, everything is so fucking new yeah. that like the Russians initially signed over rights to computers, 
but it included consoles. They didn't oh, okay. understand they were different. You know, yeah. and it's also because their their shit was all closed off and they weren't you know, they were shut off from the rest of the world. Yeah, they didn't know what was happening. Um but like it got to a point where they were like like they were basically like this game could mean the 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 difference in the future of our country. Yeah. You know, because the, from the amount of money it was going to bring in. Exactly. You know, and it, like, it's just, and I got to thinking about it because I was like, man, I remember being a kid, you know, with a Game Boy. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is weird. That is so Russian. Like, the music was Russian. The little, do, do, do. The, yeah. the buildings, the buildings yep. that were like in the background were Russian. Yep. And like, if you think about it, like, as Americans growing up specifically during that time, like, Russian culture was not anything that America really dabbled in. No, we whatsoever. just like, knew from, you know, there was a movie or something. Yeah. So it's like, it, it always seems strange to me, but now like, it, it, it's like, it, dude, it's just like, the, like the, this dude that like basically got the rights to it. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a good fucking dude. And he's got balls as big as this fucking room. Cause he was just running into Moscow. Like, nice. you know, these motherfuckers are at some point are like trying to kill him and everything, yeah. you know, and he's just going hard. It's, it's got everything you want. It's got fucking emotional investment. It's got action, car chases, fucking, um, it's got real drama. It's got suspense. It's, uh, hmm. I can't, it's shot well. It's shot interesting. Uh, like during the car chase and shit, like if a car bumped into something, like mm-hmm. it like glitches out like a video game. And like, oh, really? Yeah. Like That's it's, cool. it's, uh, I can't recommend it enough. It is, it is the best movie I've seen this year. So what's your first memory of Tetris? Is it on the, <laughs> the Game, Boy? Game Boy? My, we had a family computer growing up. I have no idea what it was, but I remember my dad had bought Tetris and it was on, we had Tetris and Mahjong. <laughs> I don't even know that one. It's a matching tile game. Joe would know. Okay. It's an Asian thing. Never said, you've never heard of Mahjong? Not off the top of my head. Man. Okay. Anyways, it's just a matching tile game, but mm-hmm. yeah, we would play Tetris forever. And then we got a Game Boy or my brother, I think my brother got a Game Boy and had Tetris on it. And we, you know, I think that was the only game he had for a while. So we just kind of passed it around. Yeah. Of course, the Game Boy, you got your Game Boy, you got your, your, uh, your light that you have to have over the top <laughs> yeah, of it yeah, and yeah. the external speakers and, yeah. Uh, in the magnifying glass, and then there was like a color Game Boy Color, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I like, but anyway, like I never had any of that. I just had the original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is I think my dad got it like for the family. Uh huh. But they they were saying even in the movie they were like it was gonna come packaged with Super Mario Land. Okay. But they changed it because they were like this guy basically sold Nintendo on look you can market this thing to children or you can market this thing to everyone. Right. It's up to you. Yeah. You know, and it is like Atari almost got the rights to it. Like wow, it wow. is it is fat like the business end of Tetris mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. I guess I'll have to get an get an say, apple to You might say there's four it. squares to it in many ways. Oh, hey yo. <laughs> and I also like I, I noticed things like I was I was I was watching it like you know, just how much of the movie is shot in squares. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you might be, they might shoot a scene, you know, through a window, yeah. but it's like, now it's framed in the square. And, nice. you know, it's like the square is like a repeating theme to the whole movie. It's, it's pretty, it takes uh, a lot of thought yeah. and process to yeah. pull that out, man. Um, but yeah, uh, best movie I've seen, not only this year, best movie I've seen in some fucking time, wow. like 10 out of 10. Awesome. Yeah. Um, there was one question I wanted to ask you. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. Oh, hi, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> um, have you seen that they're doing that the the head sculpt for Lady Thor, uh, the Mighty Thor, whatever they call it, that Natalie Portman's Thor? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it for uh, Hot Toys? I saw this morning that they had, or sometime this week they had put out an updated version of her, um, uh, Shuri and Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What about it? It looks amazing. I think it looks good. I think it looks better than the Padme. Well, my thing is, it's like, why the fuck is Padme getting the shorter end? Well, maybe they'll, re- they'll go back they'll to the probably, table. Yeah, because that, God, that, has it been about a year since that went up for pre-order? I mean, I'll be honest, I don't pay a lot of attention on the Marvel Hot Toys anymore, so. Yeah, I, I just, I well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the same boat, but I just haven't hit my feed today. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, this is, looks fucking good. Yeah. You know, Tom like. Tom Holland looked amazing. I'll, yeah. I, I didn't see the. Sure, I, I just saw the image of the three of them, but I didn't see her. But it looks good too. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Hot Toys has been doing a lot of weird shit recently, but you know what? The pushback is coming. They put up that mechanical Black Panther, the transforming Black Panther thing. Yeah, they yeah, put um weird. the comments is like ninety ten. What the fuck are you doing? Right. You know, right. like it, that to me is an indicative of at least like people saying like, man, like come on, like there's a lot of characters that. I think most people want Marvel Hot Toys, DC Hot Toys, and specifically Star Wars Hot mm-hmm. Toys to cover. Um, you know, we still don't have a fucking three PO, right? You know, I mean, it's insane. And there's not a Poe Dameron, not a Poe Dameron. Which, like, I wouldn't buy a Poe Dameron, but just the fact that that is it, he's yeah. a main character and yeah. done some real side piece action in that. There's a um, a dummies conversation that's publishing Friday about media's impact on collecting, right? Because mm-hmm. like. You know, I got to think, like, looking around this room, and I was like, fuck, man, like, how much of this shit is just from media from the past 10 years? Right. Um, you know, and it's interesting because, like, it, it got me thinking a bit about that Shazam 2 movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's pretty much the movie and a handful of Marvel, uh, uh, McFarlane figures. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no hot toys. No. Uh, there's. There's no figwarts. There's no Mayfex. There's no nothing. It's like mm. figwarts is doing a Black Adam figure. Yeah. Uh, and Hot Toys is doing a Black Adam, and that's it. You know. It's like. It's very strange to me. I don't know, man. Hot, hot toys strategies. I don't know. I mean, I kind of put them. You know, with with. Um. Mezco kind of in the same bucket as far as oh like the Robert Pattinson Batman yep here's a pre-order for it it'll be out in a couple years right and and I get the fact that how long it takes for the development and how much if they had started on that two years before as soon as they had the you know how much that's going to change over time but you think they would like hey let's start dialing this in now yeah unless it's just unless it has something to do with you know keeping the lid on things like Joker Mm mm-hmm why did we not get a, a Joaquin Phoenix Joker? Well, there was no merch from that. He yeah, but apparently he didn't want any merch. How does he have control over that? Uh, maybe he signed it in his deal. I don't know. There I mean, there's been if, like a, the no, there was third there was party a stuff. quarter scale. Was there a statue? Yeah, okay. Prime One or X and one of them okay. did it. But like there hadn't been any figures at all. Nope. No official figures. Yeah. There's been some third party stuff. Right, right, right. And there actually, that, I looked at one. It was really quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess, hey, I guess in many ways you get what you fucking deserve. Uh, <laughs> it's funny how it works out. <laughs> um, and then the only other things that I have, uh, oh, I have a new guy at, at work. Okay, so I remember you had mentioned that there was Scuttlebutt yeah. in the group chat about yeah, the comings good. and goings. And yeah. Is uh, he an Android or an iPhone? iPhone, thank, oh, thank, thank God. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Just dodged that bullet, you know yeah, what I mean? that's right. Um, but uh, <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's very young, uh, very new. Uh, very inexperienced uh, with a broomstick, but uh, I think he's a good fit. Nice. Me, you know what I mean? Like he, I think he's cool, you know, and like that's uh, 
just being able to take a joke and shit like that is very yeah. important to my particular crew. Oh, absolutely. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm I'm optimistic, but he's, he's got a long he's got a long way to go, and I'm the one that's got to pave the road for him. So, um, Bad Batch. Yes. Any? Uh, I'll give you my rundown. Go ahead. Okay. So this I wrote right after I and watched. You watched it. both episodes, right? Yes, but not back to back. I okay. watched them 24 Actually, hours apart. I was about the same. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Bad Batch. I said I don't care. Okay. I would have after Clone Wars, but I don't. I also, um, and I, that's that's about the loss of tech. Okay. Right? Like, it, it didn't hit me emotionally, I think, because I've spent two seasons of not caring about him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I should care. I should be emotionally invested, right? And I think that's a problem on the writing end, is, is my, my theory on that. And then, but my pro, I have a pro as oh well. Boy. I said, I want whoever did the score to the last episode to take over the music of Star Wars completely moving forward. It was the first time that Star Wars felt like an emotionally compelling music since mm-hmm. John Williams has stepped away. Interesting. Um, so okay. I, do, I did like the music a lot and hope that that person continues. And that's what I got. What do you got? So... I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of of the you know kind of inside of the empire at the table. You got Krennic at the Krennic, table, yeah, and it was nice. Yeah, um, there's a lot of other people who's who were you know named characters, and the guy who's voicing this scientist guy with his very soft mm-hmm. to me, it it's very much like the way they portrayed Th- uh, Thrawn. Yeah, in, in rebels, yeah, just this very methodical hands together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying what needs to be said. Um, I, I thought all that stuff was great. Um, you know, tech tech dying like it was a bummer. But I, I, I'm probably the same as you. I, I haven't gained enough attachment to these yeah. characters. Um, I, I, think- I felt bad for the girl, to be honest, more than anything. That mm-hmm. that that because she seemed to have. She went through something with him. Right. They, they had somewhat bind. And it was something I saw or read. It was, you always can tell when they're going to kill off a, a, a character out of a group because it's all, all of a sudden there's, you know, a lot more focus. You think about there's two or three like tech, yeah, like the racing tech, one, yeah, yeah, the yeah. cave. Um, but then again, you got Echo back and they're kind of interchangeable. Yeah, they're, I agree. You know, they're kind of interchangeable. So, And I feel like, uh, I don't know, there, there's a lot of stuff in that show that I don't feel like it's necessarily earned. Like even getting Echo back, it's like mm. that's it. We just come on, come on. Yeah, you know, forget like it's forgiven. You know, right? Like, um, and then uh, of course the Sar Guerrero nod. Yeah, and that I was, thought that, that was, was great. Cool. I thought that it was, was cool. cool because he's there. Fuck you! I'm doing what I want to do. Yep. That's it. That's yeah. all. You don't I see. And there's no him long well. drawn out process. But I mean, I, the more Sar Guerrero I can get to a happier. Same. I, I'm I'm definitely in love with him in, in that character role. You know, the beat at the end where the girls like. Or the scientist is like, I'm I'm your sister. I'm like, yeah. Well, I think it's the same voice actress. It look, it sounds the same, but yeah, 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 um, yeah. Makes you think, wow, how many freaking uh, bad batch clones did they make that weren't you know atypical to the 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 fit um, template? Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought that was interesting. I, I but I I do think like had Tech died in the first episode of the first season. You know, after watching the the three or four part miniseries from Clone Wars, I, I, I would have been more emotionally invested. You know, I just feel like I was more connected to them then than yeah. I am now. So after the the end of Clone Wars section of yeah. it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I talked a lot this weekend about that with people, and and 
you know, I initially stopped watching the first season because I just couldn't get mad. And I, and I watched, I ended up watching it before the second season came out because it looked to me like the second season was going to be better. Yeah. And it is. And I think it, I, think I don't it know is. if it redeemed the series no. overall. I know, I know you have very strong opinions about it, but, um, and at one point in time, it was just going to be two seasons. Yeah. But I guess now, the, you know, the way they've left this, that's either going to get, you know, they're going to do a third season or it'll be another show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I want to know what happens to these. You know, we have to still explain somehow Palpatine returned. And strangely enough, the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian are literally like, and no one can see what I'm doing. Mandalorian's kind of going at a straight up trajectory and the Bad Batch is at a, at a 45 to get to that point to, at, from a storytelling standpoint. Yeah. And I think that like, um, you know, at, when, when the dust settles on this, you know, like I think the second season is better than the first season. It, I think it is too. Because I think there's probably four episodes in the second season that i enjoyed watching and, and you know and I, I two of them was... were the crosshair episodes <laughs> well and to yeah, me at least. yeah the last two okay um the one with uh with that planet that had you know <laughs> oh that planet you know the one i'm speaking of <laughs> the um, green one <laughs> i don't the, know the, the the planet where that they, they had re, um pushed back against becoming under the new republic's control mm-hmm. yeah. and that one gave him his word and then the stormtrooper fucking shot her Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know, that yeah, yeah. that one that was my favorite episode still to this date. And then the one where like the the other Echo episode where he's talking to Rex and mm-hmm. all that, like those four episodes to me are good episodes. Yeah. But then, you know, there's a whole it's like fifteen fucking episodes and the first season's like fucking ten, fifteen episodes and it's like Yeah, you know, I don't know if the juice is worth the bloody squeeze. <laughs> um and then Mando. Uh so I'll read you what I got for this. I wrote down notes. I said, uh the heavy Mando speech should have been a, a huge moment for him and Mando becoming brothers. That's the speech where he's like, this man has, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I said, but it's not because of piss poor writing for three seasons. Like, they haven't they haven't focused, they haven't put enough energy into that relationship for it to pay out in any way that it was like, God, like gives me the feels. Well, I mean, you think me. about that relationship, it was, fuck you, um, and then it was, I'm going to help you, uh, you know, as I fly beside you with my jetpack. And then, oh, I'm going to take the dark saber from you. And now it's, you know, we got to help. But, but he did save his kid and yeah, all that. 100%. Also, question: yeah. What does heavy Mandalorian reproduction look like? Are you allowed to take off everything but your helmet? Yes, and socks. You have to leave your socks and your yeah. helmet on. And those socks you've probably had on for for years uh, we don't how does what's the undergarment situation Just, in star wars nobody's ever talked about that no but uh i know that princess leia was definitely not wearing a bra in episode four uh right 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 <laughs> yes that was very we're, obvious we're, we're, yes <laughs> and there's also a reason they cast her in white yeah. <laughs> um so, uh, but yeah, it should have, it, like you said, like you, you know, it's just really those few handful of beats with mm-hmm. those two. But I, th- I think the, the point of that was, I guess he gained his respect saving his kid. That, right. That whole exercise cemented him as a, I agree, important member to do what he wants. But I think if they had leaned into that a bit more instead of say giant eggs from a monster that they steal from a Jawa or yeah. shit, there's shit like that mm-hmm. along the way, had they leaned into that the Mandalorian culture and, right. and all that, like when he finally says like, no, I'm drawing a line in the sand and I'm drawing it with this guy here. We don't see eye to eye, but like when that beat happened, like it should have been a yeah. moment, but they didn't put in enough work for it to pay out. But I do have a, a pro to it. I said, I love that the Mandalorian fight scene in the city <sighs> at first, because it does get a little wonky, 
but the when they siege the city, it's a fucking massacre. Yeah. You know, like it's not like they're taking losses. They're not even taking shots. They're just coming in and mopping the floor with, with these. the pirates. Yeah. Then that one guy has the big gun and it sort of flips the tables on him, which I wasn't actually a fan of because I enjoyed watching like here's a people these are people that are like they've been bred and trained and brought up in combat. Right. And yeah, this like ragtag group of pirates. I was enjoying the Mandalorian just coming down and just saying, like, no, everybody dies. Right. And matter of fact, do you have any uh, wives or pets? Because they're going to die, too. <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, let's see what else I said in here. I said, uh, 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 here's a, here's a, here's a uh, conversation. Here's a, here's a theory that I have now. Oh, calm down, Bobby. Yeah, I'm sorry. Calm down. Okay, this is my rubber band. Um, <laughs> this is my, my theory on Star Wars moving forward. Okay. All aliens should speak an alien language. Period. Yoto. Period. Yoto. It never... They used to, mm-hmm. right? Four, five, and six, they used to. But then, episode one, you had Jar Jar yeah. and Boss Nas and all yeah. that shit. And then, episode two, you had fucking uh, Dexter Jexter mm-hmm. and all that shit. But there was still, at least in the prequels, there was a blend. Some could speak English, some couldn't. And now, it's like we've gotten to this point where all the aliens are just speaking English, and it looks fucking weird. They should go back to like speaking their fucked up languages. Because it, <laughs> wow, sensitivity training in Star Wars. <laughs> because it feels more like Star Wars. I see what you mean. You know, it feels goofy when like the the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean is like talking in English. Like, right. You know, like so that's that's one of my complaints. They should all speak in their foreign languages. It just works better. Okay. Uh, and I had this other little moment. Um, so. I started watching the la- the the most recent episode of Mandalorian and I fell asleep on it. Okay. Right. So the next morning I woke up and I was like, fuck, let me go back and, and watch it. So I, I drug the little, you know, bar back to watch it. And um uh, I just when I opened my phone, I just went to the episode that was on. Mm-hmm. So I just clicked that one. It was the last episode in the line, right? Which would be mm-hmm. the most recent. And as I'm scrubbing, I see Cara Dune in the footage I'm scrubbing. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, my heart's like, I was like, is this, cause I love that. I love that <laughs> yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, and then I hit play like real quick, just like, and then I was like, oh shit, it went back to season one after I finished season two, like, to, and I was like, God damn it. So nah. I had this like little like let down moment. So your thoughts. Um, I enjoyed the episode. I thought, uh, it's definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. There was a, there's a lot, they're tying a lot of stuff together. And, and so we had the episode on Coruscant with, uh, Pershing and, uh, uh, I can't remember her name. I'm going to call her, um, uh, Moff Gideon's assistant that's now reformed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, in that symbol they wear on that little thing, it's a, it's a, um, A. It's like the scarlet letter. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, oh. A, it's an A. So people know that they're from former Imperial. They're in that program, the, um, I don't remember what Like the, uh, reassignment. Yeah. Reassimilation. <laughs> um, you know, with the uh, uh, ranger coming in and saying, you know, I've been telling you guys there's something going on out here. And of course, I love the Tim Meadows and, uh, uh, cameo. Um, the black guy that's in the office, it's Tim Meadows oh, from Saturday yeah. Night Live. Oh, fame. yeah, that's, I know him from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's been in a ton. Of and and um, uh, from fucking um, Walk Hard. Walk Hard. You, you don't want no you part of this shit. No parts of this shit. <laughs> I wish he had said that. He's when they're been, like, look, we need to go to this planet, Navarro, because they're like taking no over. Part. Like, look, we don't want no parts of that shit. <laughs> um, but you know great. the fact that like he found the R R5 ratted out the Mandos. That was cool. Yeah, and he shows up and 
you know, I, I just thought it was well, it was well put together. Um, you know, and then at the end, of course, they find the transport that Gideon was supposedly in, and there's a piece of Beskar in it. So I'm interested to see how that how that goes. And I don't know, man. I just thought it was a, it was a good storytelling episode, and it also tied together a lot of things. I did think it was goofy as hell when Moff Gideon and 28 people ran off to the to the wilderness. I'm like, where's everybody else? There's more than 28 people here. Yeah. And then the little guys from um, I don't know their names. The ones like the, the one that made c3 oh yeah, yeah talking yeah. sith those guys are funny to me i think they're yeah funny. yeah they're for good fun but um i don't think we have what is that was that episode six maybe something like Five? that not too much more left i still find it odd that they double stack these two star wars shows yeah i do too i just found it very strange that why would you not separate them? what do they have next for the mar what's the next marvel show is um it is secret invasion i think oh that's right we have a trailer have a trailer i watched yeah. i watched that i have yeah. to watch that still before we talk about it yeah. today um but I mean, that takes us into notes. Uh, there was a lot of trailers. There was, there was. Um, There's also some some weird stuff that I I figured just because we had the time. Let's get weird today. Yeah, we might as well just get weird. Um, so this this Trump shit, right? I only mention it. I know people anytime that like anytime anything like this, but like I listen to nerd stuff to get away from real life. Yeah, well, calm down. Um, I only mention it because it's like a it's a historical thing, right? Of, yeah. But like. I do. I just want to say this. Like, I do consider this a hundred percent political theater. Oh, like, you're, nothing you're right. is going to come out of this. No, this is all a show. Like, he took the campaign funds and paid off Stormy Daniels to keep her mouth shut. You know, and she fucking didn't keep up her bloody end of the bargain. I tell you, I don't think she signed it. Her NDA has been violated. But like, I listened to like, uh, you know, for those that, that that know me, I listened to We the Fifth, the Fifth Column, not the bearded guy. Um, but Camille Foster, Matt Welch, and uh, Moynihan, Michael Moynihan. And they were talking about it a bit, and they were basically like, look, this thing that they're accusing him of, allegedly, mm-hmm. you know, that he probably more than likely did, um, is a misdemeanor in most places and has a statute of limitations of like two years. Mm-hmm. But in New York, it's longer, so they could try him in New York for it, right? And they're like, but it's probably not going to lead to anything. If they really wanted him, they should go after the shit he said about Georgia, about like, find me the votes and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. That's fucking tamper. That's like a fucking big deal. Yeah. But, um, so I consider all of this just to be political theater and get everybody right. all riled up just for fucking nothing to, you know, so uh, I only bring it up to say it's historical and also to suggest to everyone to calm down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'll amount to much of anything. Um, a win for Paltrow. <laughs> so, so man, Paltrow was awarded her one dollar. I got look. I don't believe this. I don't think. I think she definitely hit them. You think so? I do. I do. Because like her story to me from the outside, mm-hmm. and I, like I, I say all this, but it's all predicated on bullshit, right? I'm right, just right. Like, um, but it just doesn't sound believable. Like, yeah, you're talking about like somebody. Like, I mean, I have. Uh, let me just get the button ready. I have skied before, uh-huh. and I'm by no means an expert, but I do know the amount of control it would take to like come up and get that close to her to possibly even feel it for her to feel as though she was being sexually assaulted. Like, mm-hmm. you're, I mean, this guy better be in the fucking Olympics to be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't really believe her story. But well, well, you know, I, I saw it on, about about it on TV a couple of times. So apparently. This so this guy was claiming that she hit him and she was suing for three hundred thousand dollars and he he said that um, it caused him emotional and, and mental stress mm-hmm. um, 
And then the defense came and listed all these exotic destination vacations he had gone where there was hiking and and riding animals and all. Did you go here at this state? Yeah. Did you, so how has this affected your mentals? And he's also like in his late seventies. And I think honestly, I think it was a. So I think that's true too. I, I think this guy had an interaction with her. I don't know what occurred, but mm-hmm. he immediately said, "I could probably get some money out of it." Mm-hmm. No, and so, that's what happened. So for me, both things can be true. You're right. I, I don't think that he deserves $300,000 by any stretch of the imagination. I think all that's a bunch of nonsense. But I don't think that her story is true. I'm I, I'm wondering how many... I'm wondering if if her people had said, look, I'll give, we'll give you hundred grand just to be done with it. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I mean, even 300000 at a certain point isn't a lot of money for somebody at her level. It's... I yeah, I, tell you, I, I say that I based on what she does and for a living and the company she owns, I would imagine three hundred thousand dollars would be, you know, I, I'm not the most skilled person in the world uh, in regard to shutting the fuck up, mm-hmm. but I would learn to shut the fuck up for a hundred thousand dollars. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, I just mentioned because we brought it up last week, uh, and then uh, the wheels on the bus. Uh, so this happened, uh, and Phil put in our notes because we all have kids, and mine. Mine take the bus. Do yours take the yep, bus? Yep. Yeah. They do. So, uh, let's see. The viral video that shows Amherst bus driver Jackie Miller using profanities and yelling at students uh, ad uh, has been viewed millions of times on social media. Now she's sharing her side of the story. Uh, the particular day was challenging, to say the least, uh, because it started the minute the core group of students got on the bus. She said a group of kids on the bus constantly act out, purposely uh, instigating her for the last two years, and she finally had enough. I'm sorry for the way this went down. I truly am. I do apologize for my actions, but I won't take it back. Uh, She told uh, the news that she suffers from asthma and strong fragrances will trigger her attacks. One student yelled that another had sprayed perfume, which led to what you see in the video. She said just last month this led to an attack. She sprayed perfume on the bus, and I had a horrible asthma attack. I had to stop the bus, grab my inhaler, and try to get my lungs to open up again. I had all the kids open up the windows. They know this. This is a plight of all bus drivers. We are threatened in the worst possible sense of the word. We are treated with such lack of respect. Um, So uh, the video, which you can see above, has garnered uh, outpouring of support uh, to include a Vermilion apparel company, uh, some of which he said on a T-shirt. We all kind of just felt felt for her in that moment. We've all had bad days. So I'm going to play it real quick. Yeah, I don't think I've heard this. Um, this is an Amherst bus driver. Amherst, New York? Uh, I don't know. Is there a video there? Let me see. I didn't do anything. I can freaking smell it. I didn't do anything. I didn't spray anything. Sick of you. I'm sick of all the. D- I'm done with it. I'm gonna start kicking some. D- serious. Do you wow. hear me? Yes. My foot's gonna be so far up your. D- it's gonna dangle on your. D- <laughs> wow. I'm done with you. That phone in your bag. Now you give it to me. All right, fine. I'm done. Going in. God dang it! I can <laughs> smell it. <laughs> I'm Anyway, we're only halfway through the video. Yeah. I think we get the point. But like, so what are your thoughts on this? 
I mean, I, I would hate to be a bus driver. Uh, I, let me rephrase that. I would hate to be a bus driver for high school. I think middle school, elementary school, you could probably manage it pretty well. Yeah. I mean, my, you know, Kennedy and Charlie both say the bus driver's mean. I'm like, I, no doubt <laughs> they should be. <laughs> right. yeah, they're not there to be your friend. They're there to transport you safely. And there's a shortage. Like, there's a shortage there, of yeah, bus drivers. Yeah, there is. I mean, uh, you know, the same guy, I think, has been picking Charlie up every morning for I don't know. Every day I take him out and walk mm-hmm. him to the bus and wave to the bus driver. Um, I don't know, man. I feel I feel for the bus drivers. I feel for anybody in education. I've seen the videos of just the you know absolute disrespect and beratement and yeah. You know, I saw I saw one teacher. It was like somebody's mouthing off. He's like, "You can leave." It's like, what do you mean? It's like, you can get out of my class. Where should I go? I don't really care. You can go to the principal and tell him why you're not in class, but you're not going to stay in my class anymore. Yeah. Anybody else? I don't, I just can't imagine, man. So it's funny. Like I, like I grew up in a, uh, a populated area Mm -hmm. and in a very diverse area. Um, but the middle school that I got kicked out of my wife, uh, knows someone I'll say that was a teacher for so many years and did one year at the school that I went to mm-hmm. and quit, quit so, teaching. Yep, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Fuck all this. Um, I mean, there's a teacher shortage now too. There's a, there's a substitute teacher shortage. Yeah. You know, it, so like, here's the thing is that like, uh, there's a weird phenomenon. I'll say Christopher mm-hmm. that happened sometime in, in the past, I'd say 10 to 15 years where, in my day, right, like back in where we fucking had to work hard and walk uphill barefoot in the snow <laughs> yeah, yeah. both ways, which which wasn't the case, you know. I right. had a lot of luxuries of, of my day, but like in my day, I feel like parents in my day were like, if you got in trouble or something happened like this, the immediate first response from parents was, "What did you do?" And now it's, I can't believe the teacher talked to you like that or the school, but yeah, and, and you're right in that. You know, I, I, a lot of teachers on TikTok complaining about these or, or, you know, reenacting phone calls they have with, and they say parents just, nobody wants to hear it anymore. The parents, they're like, no, they're, you're not going to treat my kid like that. Like then send, then send them to private school or you, yeah. have, I mean, or, or come sit in the class with me every week. I just wonder what happened. You know, like w- when did parents start saying like, my kid is perfect. Like yeah. you spend enough time with these motherfuckers. You should know that they're fucking hell on wheels when they want to be, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. Like. Um, you know, and it, it's like, you know, I, and I want to hear my kid's side of the story, but like my blame is going, I, tr- I am trusting now there's some shitty teachers of course, sure. but, but generally speaking, my default is going to be to trust the teachers mm-hmm. and trust the bus drivers. Right. And, and then if something comes up, that's overwhelmingly conflicting with that, then I'll have to sort it out. Right. But like, generally speaking, like, you know, I've had my, you know, like I've had my kids say like, you know, she was mean to me. She told me to, you know, shut my mouth, you know, and I'm like, well, what were you doing? She's like, well, we were talking about, well, you should shut your fucking were mouth. Were you supposed to be talking? You should no. shut your then, fucking then mouth. you got everything you deserve. Yeah. She you probably told got you. off easy. Yeah. You're lucky she didn't say what I, I would say. Yeah. Because I would tell you to shut the fuck up. Yep. You know, so like, I, I just don't know what's happened. Um, But like, you know. I don't know. There's even like a thing in there. There's a, there's like a whole, aside from the system, right, of just like, you know, respecting your teachers, respecting, um, you know, your bus drivers. There's a whole other conversation of just respecting your elders. Yeah. You know, of like, you know, like I always like, you know, I, I was, I had my fair share of problems, you know, like, you know, I went to three high schools in four years, you know, like I was in the mix. 
but I was never disrespectful to adults in that way. Like I was always like, you know, I got in trouble for fucking beefing with kids and getting yeah. in, you know, I mean, being a clown. But like, you know, if if I was outside and my neighbor was like, "Hey, clean that up," I'd be like, yeah, 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 yes, sir, yes. Sir. I mean, I, I grew up the same way. You know, like I just don't understand it, man. I don't understand what has happened culturally. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. That's a that's a that's a very good question. Maybe our uh, loyal audience here can chime in with some insight or write in with some some insight. It's just like that dude that um, you know, I mean, just like are are the same generation like you know scared to death to like let their kids go outside without like being right there or you know like uh well i think part of it is the as the world got bigger the world got smaller and you know um you used to not hear about every kid that went missing mm. you used to not hear about every you know now you do yeah or you can the information's easily available you know the living here you wouldn't necessarily the, whatever's in the portland newspaper you probably wouldn't ever see that in right place. right right and now it's probably going to be a, a somebody's going to share it oh this is happening all over yeah i don't know just uh just interesting uh then there was um <clears throat> mammoth meatballs hey have you heard about this i don't think so so meatballs have been made with mammoth dna created Meatballs made with mammoth DNA created by Australian food startup. Blimey. <laughs> Woolly mammoth remains with fur and tissue still intact are regularly found entombed in Arctic permafrost. Their discovery was allowed scientists have, have allowed scientists to, uh, to sequence the mammoth genome and learn intriguing details about the lives of these extinct ice giants. Um, it's, uh, now some of that information is being used to grow an approximation of mammoth meat in a lab. <laughs> Val, an Australian cultured meat startup, has made what is described as a mammoth meatball. The project's goal, according to the company, is to draw attention to the potential of cultured meat to make eating habits more planet friendly. On Tuesday, the meatball would join the collection at such and such, such and such, a museum of science and medicine in the Netherlands. We need to start rethinking how we get our food. My biggest hope for the project is that a lot more people across the world begin to hear about cultured meat. You know, that's all well and good, and I'm I'm down for that, but I don't know that I need mammoth DNA involved. I don't know what that... I mean, it's cool that you could do that, but so how I just, do we not know there's something in that that... <laughs> I just checked to make sure that shit wasn't published on April 1st. Yeah. Um, but it's not. Season. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, so the question is, would you try it? <sighs> Probably, yeah, given the opportunity. <laughs> I need more time. I don't think Omaha Steaks is going to be carrying mammoth meatballs anytime soon. I need more time. Yeah. I need to know, like, you know, so somebody didn't have, like, an after effect of eating mammoth meat. Well, I, I, it's like, that's what we needed the appendix exactly. for. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, yeah. I, I just have a strange feeling neither you or I will be on the first group of people to try mammoth meatballs. No, no yeah, you're probably right. I'm not a, actually, uh, you might find this odd, probably won't. I'm not a big meatball fan in general. Really? Yeah, it's it's too much. It's just, it's too much. So, so if, if you're somewhere and they have spaghetti and meatballs, show me the, the size of a meatball you would enjoy. Like what diameter? So like a one inch meatball? Yeah. You're not down for like the three, no, four inch? No, no, no. If it's that, I'll break it up. Oh, I, yeah. I always cut it. In a but some people like break all, like take a side, uh, like a, a side, like a, a fork slice of it and then mix it in with a, a fork full. Yeah. You know, and I get that because you're controlling the ratio. Sure. But I just, uh, or like even a meatball sub looking at it, like I'm not taking a big bite of that meatball like that. No, no I like a meatball sub. Yeah. I, I like the, I like the flavor and taste. <laughs> um, I just don't like the texture of all that ground meat. 
<laughs> in one bite. In one bite. Yeah. It's a grand meat sandwich. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, next one is Wheel of Misfortune. Uh-oh. So, uh, Wheel, of Mis- Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak snaps after extremely not safe for work puzzle guess. So, I am going to try to find video footage. So, while you're doing that, I'm going to tell everyone that I watch Wheel of Fortune probably three nights a week. Uh, they had WWE on there. Uh, WWE was like partnering with people on there. Uh, I have noticed a lot more people, um, how do I say this, that appear to be on the spectrum on Wheel of Fortune. And they're often very good at Wheel of Fortune. Really? Yes. So, um, let's see what it says here. Uh for the first throwdown, I'm just trying to see what the... Okay, so uh, the pair were spinning the puzzle under the category Fun and Games. They guessed three L's in Tresina, then, then announced playing with balls. No, Pat swiftly said. Still time, he continued. Playing with, but then sighed with nothing left to give. Uh... And then wrestler Xavier. Oh, this be, was on the wrestling show. Could be seen bursting out laughing with his teammate. Eventually, Mike and Xavier uh, guessed it correctly as playing with dolls. Pat says, mercifully, we're done. <laughs> That's great. He's gotten. I'll tell you, Pat. I don't know how Pat said how old he is. He's probably close to seventy, to be honest. But he has gotten snippy in his older age. Yeah. Like he'll tell people. But if there's a blonde woman on there, he definitely you can tell that's his type because yeah. he's he's a lot flirtier with a blonde woman than he is anywhere else. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it always takes me back to that fucking South Park episode that I won't even go into detail about because it's too charged of an episode. But have you ever seen it with the Wheel of Fortune? Bit? Nah, man, I, if I have, I don't remember. It's so but much it's, South Park. It, I mean, it's fucking. I mean, it's it's insane. But like, it's one of those things where it's like. I, I, it, it plays to the playing with balls, yeah. you know, idea. So Funko Dump. I don't know if you've heard about this. Hundreds of Funko Pops found at landfill after news that $35 million worth would be destroyed. I, I heard that they were planning to do it. I didn't know that they had actually done it. But it's a E.T. video game all over again. After the company revealed that it would be taking a tax write-off in 2023 by getting rid of overstock product and dumping it into the trash, how much trash? To the tune of approximately $30 million to $36 million. God damn. It's finding its way into landfills across the country. Uh, revealing a video found on Reddit that featured thousands of uh, inbox Funko products going to a dump. It was just a right place, right time situation. Our main reason for releasing this video is to showcase corporate wastefulness and greed at the expense of consumers. They were found in a landfill in Washington. They were, in fact, all sealed. They all held Funkoverse game products of Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, some sort of uh, anime that I don't know how to pronounce, Harry Potter, and Jurassic Park. Why did this happen? Net sales increased 29% for the entire fiscal year of 2022, topping out at $1.3 billion. However, their net income decreased 108%. Funko also confirmed they have a total debt of $245.8 million, a 42% increase compared to the year prior. Like any company with a lot of debt and not quite as many assets, some cost-cutting measures needed to happen. So on top of that, Funko confirmed that they had a unique problem, notably that they have a lot of inventory sitting in storage and warehouses that is costing them money. Enough money that destroying it would be cheaper than paying to store it. Plus, there's the benefit of the tax write-off they get from destroying it. Wow. So, that's interesting. That's basically 3,600,000 pops if at $10 a piece. And I don't know how they value if it's valued at right. Even if it's half that. Right. 
But man, I thinking about it now, I don't think I saw. I walked the whole dealer room at NJCC, and it used to be. I'm not gonna say it. It, it wasn't pop heavy, but yeah, there definitely were pops there. I don't know that I saw somebody with a like wall of pops for sale. I'm pretty sure I did. I'll have to double check. I'll ask. Well, Brink listened, so Brink confirmed that for me. But if it's waning in popularity, yeah, perhaps. I, and you know, it's funny because I think I don't know if I, I, Kelly sold her pops to Eternia Dreams for less than market value, but still a decent. She got it. She got four figures for them. Mm. Yeah. Um, God damn. Yeah. She had some older stuff, some complete sets of older stuff. But at the same time, Mason has boxes of Suicide Squad pops in storage that. I think one of them is worth twenty dollars, and the rest are worth five. Right? You know, and what is he going to get for those? Have you checked my, my plastic man? What my plastic man is worth? Funko. Oh well, we can find out real quick. <laughs> I will. Funko. All this shitty business practices aside, there was a Funko. Somebody, a third party, had created a price guide for pops that basically took eBay sales data and a couple other sites and you know, made a value for these figures and, mm-hmm. and Funko bought the site. So it's their data now. Hmm. But like the way Kelly sold these is you go on that site, create an account or a wallet or whatever, say, this is what I've got. And then she was able to send that to the, the people who bought the stuff and they knew exactly what it was without her even having to bring it in. Right. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, you name it, there's a freaking Funko pop for it. There's, I guarantee you there's, there's not much in here that in your collection room that we're in right now where there's not at least a pop of every character in here. Right. And and dozens of, you know, Variations. Batman and Joker yep, and yep, Harley yep, yep. and you know, Wolverine Star Wars, it's it's ridiculous. Yep. And it seems like every time you're like, Well, I'm just gonna get the pops from this particular like I'm just gonna get the pops from the office. Well, they make the Michael, then they make the Michael with his foot on the grill, which right. actually that's one of the two pops I own. Um, you know, and just they just keep on, keep they on, got keep 30 on. Seasons 30 seasons of stuff to choose. Sure, from. exactly. It's so ran yeah. so long. It's so long. Like characters had less. It was, it was new incredible. characters came in. You were less attached to those. That's right. And nobody <laughs> needs a Nelly Bertram pop. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I, I would not be surprised here, to see other retailers do something similar. Toys for Tots better be fucking filled to the brim. That's all I got yeah, to say. For sure. If you can throw all this shit away instead of giving it or fucking donating it or something that is still a, a tax write off. You know, yeah. like the, all of these places where they got like fucking poor kids and shit, they better be up to their gills and fucking pops. Yep. Is my is my thoughts on that. Exactly. And I say that with no business knowledge whatsoever. So take that for what it's worth. Also. Um, well, that would, you know, you'd think that would still be a charitable donation it would still be a write off. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah, wondering, like, yeah. why did they not? That's a good point. Bob. I didn't think about that. Why did they not partner with some organi- yeah, organization to get these? It could have been a fucking uh, a rollout. Yeah. You know? Um, they could have turned that into positive press by saying Funko to donate $36 million worth of product to Toys for Tots. 100%. So, uh, more developments in the Jonathan Majors stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, his attorney released this these text messages. Have you looked at them? I have not seen them, no. So, I looked at them. It's just the woman texting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to read you what she wrote, okay? Okay. This is, uh, one was at 6 p.m., okay? Please let me know you're okay when you get this. They assured me that you won't be charged. They said they had to arrest you as protocol when they saw the injuries on me and they knew we had a fight. I'm so angry that they did, and I'm sorry you're in this position. We'll make sure nothing happens about this. 
I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. I only just got out of the hospital. Just call me when you're out. I love you. No response. Okay. 930. Because he was in jail. <laughs> Bobby, that's you don't get a re- you don't get to respond when you're um, well, unless I don't know. I guess you could get a phone pretty quick, but uh, nine thirty-two p.m. She says same night, same night, still in jail, still in jail. They just called again to check on me, and I reiterated how this was not an attack, and they do not have my blessing on any charges being placed. I read the paper and gave me uh, they gave me about strangulation, and I said point blank that did not occur and should be removed immediately. The judge is definitely going to be told this. She ensured this to me. I know you have the best team, and there's nothing to worry about. I just want you to know that I'm doing all I can on my end. I also said to tell the judge um, to know that the origin of the call was to do with me collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner due to our communication prior out of care. She promised that would be relayed. So here's the thing is I think this came out obviously from his lawyer to make him look better, but I'm not sure that it does. I, get, I don't know, man. When that's when you say like they had to arrest you because they knew we had a fight and they saw my injuries. I'm like, I mean, he's a big dude. He played just got done playing a fucking boxer, so he's he's yeah. a big dude. And like, look, I, you know, you know, innocent until who proven. called the cops? Did somebody else call the cops? At, he did. He called the cops. Um, interesting. But like, the thing is, is like. I just, I mean, and like, you know, wait till all the information is out and everything else. But like, to me, it just seemed like a weird thing. Mm-hmm. To, like, I'm like, this doesn't, I'm like, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> like, no. You know, for me reading it. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm sure, like, you know, look, there's a number of corporate interests at this point oh, that are going to do everything they can to make sure that the next three years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are completely protected. Um, Damn, Kang really is a badass. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's just, it's just, um, and I think, and I'll be honest, like, I, I think he makes a great Kang. I, I loved his performance mm-hmm. as Kang, but I think he's 100% replaceable. Yeah. He's, he's 100% replaceable. But, uh, I, you know, I, I depending on, you know, well, you, very, you do the crime, you do the time and all that sure, kind of stuff. Very, but, like, um, I don't know, and I'm not saying how I feel about it, but I do feel like this was done as, like, a PR thing. And when I read it, I was like, huh, if I, I'm the, I, don't, I don't have a law degree. Um, you may have, you may be aware of that, but I wouldn't have released this. No, no, I don't, I don't think that's a good direction. To go. Um, all right. And then, uh, so across the spider verse trailer, I yeah. need, I need to watch it real okay. quick. All right. So the spider verse thing, I, I mean, I, I think it does look like more of the same, mm-hmm. but I think it looks good. looks it like it does. I'm excited to more watch good it. stuff of the same good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The quips and the, the character stuff and the, mm-hmm. the heart of family stuff and all the, you know, I think it all works. I think it all looks like it's on B in Spanish. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> that was funny. That was great. The reaction of his parents is like great. <laughs> and, and and it's the voice acting, I think, is really good. In I agree. I mean, it, the parents, I, I think, whoever's voicing them does a great job. I just hope there's some surprises along the way and it's not just here's everything. Because they did basically give you all the character designs as, as toys recently. I mean, we looked at them this week on, on yeah. ETR. So, you know, even the, 
I kind of thought they would make the toys more along the lines of fitting in with your Marvel Legends, mm-hmm. but now it's like like the Spider Man twenty ninety nine. He's a big the proportions. V. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a what did Jose said it was. He's got bar muscles. You know, just when you're sitting at the bar, you see that. <laughs> yeah, 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 but he yeah. skipped leg day or whatever. But like uh, animated series stuff, you know. Yeah, it is. It is. And then like uh, the the is it the spot? Is that the character's name? Yeah, I'm not familiar with them at all. Not but me it neither. Looks like it'll be kind of a comedy fun goof thing. Yeah, I'm good with that. And then uh, Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Let me. So it seems like my concern about Secret Invasion is going to come to fruition. What's that? That a TV show is just not the right way to do it. Okay. It looks boring to me. I think it's going to be a lot more like political, not even political, just more of an intrigue kind of show, the spy <clears throat> side of things. I agree. But I don't know if that's the right format. And I've said, you know, I'm saying this all without seeing it, of course. Sure, just, sure, sure. Um, I don't know if that's the right format for Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion to me should be like a, a story about like, you know, you don't know which character you can trust and who's who mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But it just seems like Samuel Jackson against the world. Maybe they're just laying out how all that works. Because I think it might be a little jarring. I mean, yeah, if you saw uh, Captain Marvel, which what, that was fuck, four years ago now. Yeah. You know, if you saw Captain Marvel, you have the general idea that that uh, Krennic is a scroll. Um, I don't know his name in the show. Right. Um, and and I'll be honest with you, like I have not ever read those books. It always seemed a little foreign to me, just at looking from that because I don't know. So maybe this is, and and you may hate it because you and people who know that so well may may just be like, why are you telling us? Right? Because like you're trying to get normies to watch this shit, which is fine. Like, I, but I, but even in like the lineup for like the future of Marvel, I don't see anything else related to them. I don't know. I if this I was know. like an introduction and like an event was coming mm-hmm. where like, you know, shit like, you know, Gamora yeah. being a scroll, you know, because she, she, we thought she was dead and now she's back, but it's really a scroll. Shit like that. Like I if, mean, maybe we'll get, the, maybe, maybe but, you're predicting the future for the next movie here. But I feel like we don't see <clears throat> any indication that there's scroll, more scroll stuff. Yeah, you're right. And it's almost... <laughs> It's almost like they left it alone too long because they planted the seeds in in uh, Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel, which I honestly don't. Which happens back in the nineties. Yeah, you know, so theoretically they could have been, been here, here since every, then. All of our heroes could be scrolls, correct? Literally every single one of them. So I don't know. I mean, so it'd be I, I interesting hope, to see how it works. I hope this this isn't it. Yeah, I mean, in the trailer, like. I guess there's a difference between a trailer for a TV series and a trailer for a movie. I don't know exactly what they are, but this seems more like a movie trailer to me. Yeah, I agree. The I way agree. it was put together. I agree. Because it, it seems to be a lot of the same. There wasn't a lot of variation in setting or color palette. It was all just very, like you said, appearing to be boring. Yeah. You know? It was funny. I was watching that this morning while me and Charlie were waiting on the bus and so what happened to his eye? I said, it got scratched out by a space cat. Yeah. <laughs> He's sure. like, what? Um, and then Blue Beetle. Yes. Uh, what, so I'm more curious as to your thoughts. I prefer the Black Beetle song by, um, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I prefer the Beatles, Schrimmen. just the Beatles in general. I, look, I don't know the character at all. Mm-hmm. It's the kid from, the, uh, I guess he's one of the child leads in the Karate Kid uh, uh, Cobra Kai series. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so it's a, who was the, there was an older woman who was that in it? No, it doesn't matter to me. I don't know. It was some like named actress that was. It <laughs> no kidding. Well, it wasn't. 
it just wasn't any geek off the street. Right, 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 right. No, I got you. I don't know, man. Well, giving it, them names now, are it's they? It's kind of got a the same kind of. It seems to be the same setup as everything. Oh, I found this mysterious thing. What is it? It's a beetle that, and then I'm gonna be goofy and figure out how to use this suit. I don't. I don't know. It's got George Lopez in it. I like George Lopez. <laughs> this I don't is know, the man. so to me. This is the most Marvel looking DC movie trailer that I feel like I've ever seen. You think so? To me, like it just seems like, um, you know, when you watch trailers for even Black Adam, yeah, I'm looking at who this actress is. It doesn't look like a trailer for a Marvel movie. The action looks different. the The cinematic element of it looks different. Like. But this, it this looks like Ant Man three. It's Susan it, Sarandon is the actress. Okay, this looks like Ant Man one. This looks like, you know, like it just looks like a fucking Marvel movie to me. And yeah. and that's just, and I know it's part of the James Gunn experience, um, and all that. And like, I'm just not fucking interested. Right. Like I, I don't. I don't want it all to feel the same. And I think the the more that all of this shit starts to feel the same, the quicker the fatigue is going to really start setting in. Yeah. Just like you said, like it's the same fucking thing. The guy finds the such and such becomes, such, and then there's some goofy antics along the way. And to be fair, blue beetles, a bit of a goofy character. He's like a Spider-Man esque kind of yeah. goof character. And there's a cool dynamic between him and booster gold. So that's, yeah. And, so is a Booster Gold show coming? So is it yes, like show yes, I think Booster it's a show because he comes from the future and he's right. like, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like a dork in the future. And yeah, he's but he tries to, to say cool he's like the big hot him. shot yeah. from the, you know, what I mean? but like, um, there's a cool dynamic between those two, and it is goofy and it is funny, and and you could make the argument that this movie is the right movie to have Marvel goofiness in it. You could make that argument, and that would be a sound argument. But it just looks like the whole format is just copied, like. They just found it's like they found the fucking playbook somewhere, right? And we're just like, oh, all right, step one: a character introduction, show the family dynamics, and have a fu- couple of fun quips, right? Establish that the character isn't really understood, and he's a bit on his own until he finds this thing that gives him magical. Co- you know what I mean? It's right. like it's like it's like just the 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 whole everything, like the 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 humor, the 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 cinematic look of it, like mm-hmm. the cinematography, like the the whole thing just screams. Marvel. I will. Me. I will say that, like the the, uh, it looked good. Like the mm-hmm. gra- the special effects, everything. Yeah, everything was well done. All the all the digital effects. I agree. Um, and that's all for for notes. I mean, I'll see it. You know, I'm gonna watch this James Gunn shit pretty closely. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how all this plays out. Uh, we do have a, a couple of right ends this oh week, and if you would like to send a question in. You can email us at nerdrageradiomail at gmail.com. So, uh, Dreadhawk. Well, hello, Dreadhawk. He wrote in. Is that is that a season five Transformer I'm not aware of? Um, pro- probably. Okay. It makes me think about like a... Or is a, it something from Image Comics? A Marvel character as yeah. well. Like <laughs> that Hawk character that has like... Oh, uh, Darkhawk. Darkhawk. Dark? No. <laughs> something like that. What is it? It might be Darkhawk. I can see. I don't know. Um, Star Wars reboot. He says, It is the future, and Disney has long ago run Star Wars into the ground. A new reboot is planned, and they have decided to start with the prequels. You are given the power to change two things. What do you change? 
Uh, he gives his answer. We have time, so we'll go ahead and read it. Um, he says, Lucky. He says, first, Anakin needs to be around 15 years old in the first episode. It avoids the problem with the child actors and gives more time for the romance to naturally and mutually develop. No forced romance in the second, and we would get to see the characters we came to love from the Clone Wars animated series in live action. Second, when he leaves his mother, Anakin promises to return for her in the support of Obi-Wan. With the support of Obi-Wan. In, the episode two, in episode two, there needs to be scenes that make it very clear that the Jedi Council prevent Anakin from returning to his mother to avoid attachments. His mother's death becomes the catalyst for the future turn. The rage and insanity that filled him with her death become even more uh, under, I think, even understandable. And every interaction with the Council will be seen from embittered eyes. So... I think this is a good question. I think it's a fun question. But so let's, let's do. Hang on, let me make sure I understand the premise. We're we're re gonna. We're they're gonna, gonna reboot it. We're gonna, gonna basically keep it from the same. episode one. But we're gonna change two things. Two but things. let's do let's do that for all three trilogies. Okay. 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 So starting with the prequels. Okay. We'll go I've off. Got, we'll go off. I've one. Got go one. for it. Go for it. Darth Maul doesn't die in the first movie. Hundred percent agree. Even even if it's he gets cut in half and you see his hand move just a little bit, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we know it ends up happening anyways. Yep. I, like, but to have have him and honestly, just mm-hmm. have. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, oh shit! Uh, Count Dooku back to back with Maul fighting Obi Wan and Anakin and and Mace, oh, yeah. and or if he had been in Gen- uh, Genosis when they right brought in the clones so <clears throat> not killing darth maul is also one of mine is it really that's yeah. awesome that's the first thing that came to mind that and more sand he should yes more sand of course he should have been um he should have been the vader of that series he should mm-hmm. have been the villain at the end that anakin had to topple right but know? still being puppeteered by palpatine, palpatine. yeah yep um <clears throat> what's the second one let me think um hmm I kind of dig his idea of Anakin not being a kid. That's my second I, I, one I also. I kind of like, even if he had been like 12 and not, <clears throat> or, or I don't know, how old is he supposed to be? Like eight? Something like that? Yeah, I think he's 10 in the 10. first one and 14 maybe. Yeah, let's let's one. let's bump that or no, up. Or maybe 19 in the second. Uh, I think he's 19 in episode three and, episode, and that might be three like years. 16 so, or 16 in, in the second So one. let's start him out at 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. keep Padme right around the same age. Yeah, it, I'm good it, with that too. I'm good with that too. Because it's just so awkward. If I had to change it, like, but yeah, not only that, but it's like child acting is hard. Mm-hmm. They chose the, they chose possibly not the best choice for a child actor. And then they definitely didn't choose the right director to work with a child actor because yeah. George Lucas is not a good acting director anyway. Right, right. Um, so I think starting him at 15, already seeing like that he's got this dark side to him, like mm-hmm. an angry kid growing up as a slave, yeah. you know, like all he's going to have more of an attitude Correct. by the time they find him. Correct. I think but, that's a but the only bad. The only bad. Well, you look at it this way. <clears throat> they said he was too old to train when he came in at 10. Are they going to say the same thing at 14 or are they even not even going to let him take him on as a Padawan? Yeah, that's the, that's the question there. Well, you just change. You know, what I mean, that can all because that's all bullshit. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, but like they, um. And I always thought in the, but in that time period is so funny because you don't really get that anymore with just the way the movies are made, specifically with a powerhouse like Disney behind it. But like, you know, it used to be a three year wait, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I remember thinking, like, man, like the, he's gonna come back for his mother and found out that Watto killed her or Watto, oh, yeah. and, and he's gonna fucking cut the bug's head off, yeah. and then that's gonna be it, you know? Dinner. That's gonna be the the beginning of it. But yeah, I think. And if I had to change a third thing, it would be. 
to change the dynamics of the Gungans in general. I'm okay with keeping them, and I'm okay with Jar Jar as a character, but not that not goofy from Mickey Mouse's clubhouse, you know? Like, so and I have, I have one other, if there, we were going to do three, Dexter Jexter also speaks in his, in his native tongue. <laughs> no, he does. I, I don't like it when he pulls his pants up. That's the one. No. Um, it is that Qui-Gon either doesn't die or Qui-Gon is immediately a force ghost for Obi-Wan. Mm. Okay. I'm good with that too. Yeah. I'm okay. Too. So you said you want to do the, the <clears throat> original show. OT. Yep. <sighs> yeah. No Ewoks. Yeah. Or change or, 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 or make them more, more, uh, aggressive. formidable. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Wookiees, they didn't want to do Wookiees because, you know, C3P or I'm sorry. Chewie was right. He it, technologically advanced. Is he, is he like me? <laughs> you you know, know, Forrest, he's smart, you know, but he's like smart. change the dynamics yeah. of what they are and not little cuddly bears yeah. and, you know, make them fucking cool. You know, that would be, that'd be one for me. Um, that's one for me too. Wow. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe we should try to get this job. Yeah. What else would I change? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Let me think. So mine is a bit of a cheat. Um, but we're, we're, I'm working with the current versions that we have, right? Yeah. That, um, and that's part of what I was just going through in my head. It's like, well. So I would get rid of that song and dance number in Jabba's Palace. Like from I, the from I the fucking hate it. Oh, DJ. Like I I get that shit the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I know this would change the dynamic of everything, but and this is selfish, but don't kill Obi-Wan in the first episode. Mm. Let him die maybe in the second episode. Spread that spread that part out a little bit, but then of course you got to deal with how do you uh you know, uh, turn off the, when he was talking to him when he was shooting womp rats on the yeah, space yeah, station. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, there's a cool thing too of like, of just a question. Not saying it's better or worse. Just raising it as a discussion of like, how is Star Wars different if you know the Emperor killed Obi Wan mm-hmm. and Vader watched that. And that started his kind of like, wait a minute, like I don't know how I feel yeah. about that. I still fuck with this dude. I got, I got one more. Okay, um, I think part of the reason Episode Four works so well from uh, the Empire side is you have the Emperor in charge, but then you have Vader and Tarkin kind of bickering about who's in charge. Uh-huh. And I think you could have not had. Uh, do you feel in charge? Do you feel in charge? <laughs> Not had um, Tarkin die. Mm-hmm. Had him, you know, escape somehow as well. And yeah, because I just think he's. I mean, it's funny now seeing what they've done with the character after years later. Yeah, I think there's just so much more meaning. And there's been a book written. I think there's a lot more, mm-hmm. a lot more to him. You could probably have have done. Um, that would be the difference there. I think also to go back to the prequel one for a bit. If you started with Anakin at as a mid teenager. Mm-hmm you could get to the attack of the clones at the end of the first movie. And then the second movie could be the clone war. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a great call out. There was a cool idea. Like George Lucas's idea for the clone wars was a fucking cool idea because like his, his thought was episode two starts the beginning of the clone wars. And then for three years, you have to wait for the final chapter, the closing of the clone wars. And during those three years, there's going to be video games, comic books, um, 
novels, mm-hmm. et cetera, that you read that are all in continuity that it's like you're going you as a as an audience member are going through the Clone Wars for three years. Yeah. You know, and that is a cool fucking idea. Yeah. Um and then uh and then of course the sequels. <laughs> oh man. I know I know my two for this as well. Um give me one of yours and let me see what I So do. Palpatine does not somehow Palpatine does not return. Okay, that's that's a slam dunk. I think we could even sit that on a, a we'll put that pussy on a pedestal. I think we could probably come up with two more. Um I and I and I know I don't and I know why they did it, but like so we're taking that out and I'm doing two more cuz I can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm I'm getting a thought together here and it's so here okay here we are let's say let's say that we're making nine movies mm-hmm. we've done and we're we're ready we're done with the we're done with the uh the original trilogy we're mm-hmm. at episode we're ready to start episode seven mm-hmm. are we recast are we going to use are we telling the story with the um original cat the cast from episode four five and six involved because like you know as like, like a continuation yeah. of their adventure as opposed to new characters right well so i mean it's up to so you get to choose that if, if you'd like I, uh, I think the the problem with that is see because here's the thing right had those movies been received differently mm-hmm. there would have been 10 11 and 12 before you fucking knew it sure with, we with the continuation the of, right of those characters mm-hmm. which is why i think they were trying to get a new batch you know a, a bad, right. bad bad batch yeah in they, some ways. that's probably what they did i would say don't use the legacy characters um, in the way they were used. Okay. Um. So one of my, I mean, my first one is, is I think that I think that Ray should have been a solo. Okay. Um. I think that that changed the whole dynamic. Changes the whole dynamics of everything with her. And it, you know, I think a lot of people wanted to be a Skywalker. I I wouldn't hate that either. But I I think that. You know, if you look at if, when I every time I go back, because the, the the truth is now, like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like they didn't know, yeah, nobody knew what she was going to be. Right? They were just they were kind of like just putting it out there and just going to see where the chips fell. Mm-hmm. And um, but a lot of the fucking marketing, like with Kylo and her being like two sides of one coin and everything, mm-hmm. like I just think that there was something far more interesting as a possibility to have done there with her as a solo. Well, and it also gives a, it gives a, a you know, uh, what did Lucas say? We're, we're telling, uh, everything's going to rhyme. Right. Right. You could have right. had a brother and sister that didn't know it again. Correct. And, 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 and also it gives with, with her survival. Yeah. It, it continues like the Skywalker solo line survives. Yeah. So like the legacy continues. So if we don't have, if on our, our pussy on a pedestal is the mm. emperor is not returning, then no Snoke. Right. That's, uh, no, I'm okay with Snoke. Okay. Well, what? Why would? So this is the the part that gets complicated. We've taken this part and somehow Palpatine returns out of the mm-hmm. story. What was the point of Snoke being? Okay, there? so I'm glad you asked that. So, and, 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 so because I can talk so about. I've been waiting to talk about this. One. I can talk about like just from and, and and it's part of the fun with Star Wars trilogies is like getting to theorize and mm-hmm. getting to, um, but like so in Episode Eight. Uh, Luke is in that like original Jedi temple, right? Like okay. the first Jedi temple. And you see on the floor, there's like this alien creature, like with a big head and long skinny limbs with its hand up in the air. And to me, the way to do that is to, he was supposed to be the first Jedi that, that, 
that thing on the floor. You okay. make that Snoke. That man, so I like that. Yeah. I like you that. Know, and then Snoke has come back after all these years, has hated everything that he's watched from the sidelines, mm-hmm. and now he's vengeful and everything else. My second reboot or re- retcon for this would be um, Kylo, and it's kind of borrowing from Jason Solo from the novels, mm-hmm. but Kylo turns to Snoke. Right after doing what he does at the temple, yeah. he turns to Snoke. And would you, would you hang on a second? Would you show all of that action I would. as part of the movie I as would. well? Okay. I would in a flashback, but I would. But he, but he does this all because like you, you and i would show a little bit more of the politics you know bring that element in from the prequels and show a little not a ton but a little bit more of how there's there's new bureaucracy like kind of mm-hmm. like what you know mando is kind of showing you know in 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 a in a way but there's, right. there's new red tape down there's new yeah. politics to the situation and you know like the like the thing at the end of episode nine where the whole galaxy unites again mm-hmm. like, that is a good moment that's a good thing to do but in my mind you take kylo he witnesses all this from the from the viewpoint of a kid raised by a mother who wanted to be a, a, a queen and a father that wanted to be a a, 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 a rolling stone, yeah, let's say. Sure, sure. You know, and he's kind of left to his own devices and all he sees is the frustration of what this new republic has become. Right. Right. So he traded in his parents. He gave his parents up mm-hmm. and his uncle. His only family structure, he gave them all up so that they could build a future, and the future is getting shitty. Right. So he turns to the dark side, and he's viewed as a villain, but in the end, it's revealed, you know, and somehow, somehow. he says it in dialogue or whatever, that he did it all to give them an enemy to unite against, and it brings the Republic back together. Man, that's some good storytelling there. You know, and that's like his sacrifice, you know? I like that. I like that. Yeah, I think that's definitely a a great story beat to put that in there, you know, and it's funny to watch like <laughs> in the Mandalorian, for example, like when he goes and visits the OL, I, you know, they didn't sign up to be part of the new, we can't help them. <clears throat> right. There's something going on out there. And right. that guy, I can't wait for him to say, I told you, I told you, right. I told you, right. Look, look at all them ships. Who pay for that shit. <laughs> look at Where'd they come ships. from? <laughs> they got fucking, yeah. I mean, and Yeah. It, it's that's 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 a good question so thanks for yeah, sending that yeah, in yeah yeah 100 yeah, um, thanks thanks dreadhawk fifth generation uh transformer um paul c he said what are some things in your life that have been a ritual things where if you don't do them or prepare to do them in the same way you just feel off about it uh and then he and then so let's answer that he has a couple of other ones oh gosh um uh, I, I, I kind of relate to it but let's just establish that well i mean I'm going to say mine. I'm not exactly sure this is what he's getting at, but before I go to bed, I have to touch every doorknob in my house to make sure it's locked. I have to physically do it myself. I can't trust that someone else has huh. done it or I won't go. I, if I, if I lay down and I think about it, I'll just get up and do it anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely one. Yeah. Mine is, uh, my, my morning routine, like, okay. uh, specifically for days that I'm working, yeah. but like I have to do everything exactly the same. And if I miss one thing, if I miss step two, mm-hmm. three through 33, fucked. Right. Fucked. 
But as long as I do everything, I get you know I get up at the same time, I get in the shower, I you're a very you know, regimented person. I brush my teeth, I floss, I you know I, I like flex. yeah I like yeah floss. Um, but like, you know, and then like I, I put, you know, I put my clothes on a certain way and then I go downstairs, I do this one thing on the computer and then I do this other thing and then I pack my bag and then I like, I have to do it all sequentially or I'm fucked. Yeah. Um, so then he continues to ask, uh, Pinkerton, did you have a pre-match ritual before you stepped into the ring? Um, gum, uh, square bottle. And depending on who I was wrestling, I would rub Ambasol on my chest. Because if I knew it was going to be a chop fest, it just helps you out. Just it numbs your chest just a little huh. bit. Interesting. Because, you know, you're basically just getting slapped as hard as somebody can right. in the chest for 10 minutes. And right. I actually found one of my matches the other. My, my, my brother-in-law <clears> had burnt a, a, a tape. It was actually, I don't think it was the last match I had, but it was close. And, oh, man. It was me and my buddy Chris that actually kid grew up around the corner from me he used to cut through our yard lo and behold i show up at a wrestling show and he's like where do you live and like we can see each other's houses from each other so we right became right right friends there's a match with him and we're like i'm giving him like two-handed slap down chops and he's giving them right back to me and i i distinctly remember doing that but yeah that was really it you know stretching a little bit doing some i had the everybody used the um I don't know what you call them, the rubber the rubber, bands, the rubber bands, mm-hmm. to, you know, to pump up a little bit and uh, try not to kill myself. Yeah. Mainly yeah. my goal. Um, and then he says, uh, Bobby, do you have any ritual before going on a, a, a mopping job? So uh, it depends because we do different types of mopping. Sure. Um, but like, you know, in terms of like my protective mopping chemical suits, you know, I, I, I put them on a particular way. I do it the same way every time, you know, and I've done that now for 16 years, putting it on exactly the same mm-hmm. way. Um, you know, and it's like, it's a, sometimes depending on the kind of chemicals that we're using for certain floors, it's a lot of shit that you got to wear. I can you know? imagine. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it can take a long time. Yeah. And it also, uh, it's easy to forget a step. You know, but I've been doing it the exact same way for so, you know, that like, you know, I can do it in probably 90 seconds and, and, you know, I can fucking, uh, you know, and I never miss a beat, you know, Mop, but knock on wood. Mopping question. Have yep. you ever had to clean up somebody, somebody else has tried to, to, to fix this mopping situation and you've had to go back behind them and, and, and do it correctly up to standards or whatever? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, yeah. Is, that, is that pretty common? Uh, no, no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate uh, that where I am, a lot of the other kind of competitors in the area okay. are pretty, are they're, they're, you know, don't tell them I said this, of course, sure, sure. but they're pretty good at what they do. Okay. Okay. Um, but every now and then you run a, a goof troop that just, you can tell they're trying to take the, the, the easy way out, or yeah. the, you know, approaching it from the lowest common denominator I got perspective. You. Did I ever tell you that I have a mopping story? Do um, you really? Literally about mopping floors. So, um, when I worked uh, at the Piggly Wiggly in in uh, lovely Harvest, Alabama, rest in peace to the Piggly Wiggly. Yep, you were right about that. Yep. Hey, that old lady's going to try to steal tobacco tonight. Today, you should keep an eye on her. And she would. And I'd catch her. Anyways, so part of the bag boy uh-huh. job I had was we had to, we had to, we didn't have a mopping machine. Mm-hmm. We had a buffer, but that was it. Not so, like one of those like Zamboni. Type. Right. We yeah. had, we had a floor buffer, which was literally like. You hold it with two hands. Yeah, and hold on for dear life yeah, yeah, and near yeah. the floor. So um, every night we had 
I think three nights a week we mop the entire store. Um, once a week we polish the we we wax and polish the floor. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, we we yes. we took a lot of pride in that. So I knew how to mop. You know, I I'd gotten you got all, the, all, the, all the S pattern. You got the Z down. pattern. You got the back and forth down, yep. front and back. Years later, I'm, I'm managing a blockbuster video. I was in the film industry, and I had hired this young man. He had never worked before. And at that kind of job, oftentimes it's better to hire someone who had never worked before because they don't have any bad work habits. Mm-hmm. This uh, young guy, I think he was a senior in high school, um, super nice kid. He actually went on to be, I think he works as, in New York City in, in an investment firm in some capacity. So good on him. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we got a mop. We had the most of the store was carpeted. We had like our four year was tile. Mm-hmm. And then behind the counters <clears throat> was tile. I'm like, all right, we, we'll spot mop once a week. And we mop, spot mop every night. And then once a week, we really got a mop. So it's really got a mop night. And I'm closing with this kid. <laughs> and it's kind of, I'm going to have to stand up to, to explain this. So yeah. we're, we're mopping, right? Right. And this kid has the mop out at full distance and is trying. It's like he's scared of where it's contacting the earth. Right. And he's trying to move it around like. I don't even know what he was doing. And it's just always stuck with me that you don't know how to mop. And I got just like, well, I guess I learned how to mop at the Piggly Wiggly. You never worked at the Piggly Wiggly as a bag boy? It is, uh, it is interesting. Like, um, mopping tends to attract young people to it. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see people come in and, you know, in their 20s and you're like, man, like, you don't really know how to turn a stove on. Right. You know, like uh, just little things that you just haven't quite got under your belt yet. Sure. You know. Um, all right. And then he says, uh, Joe, do you always have a diet do when you record NRR? So I'll answer for him. Not always. But most of the time. Most he, of the time. He actually, I don't know if he has any here. He used to keep them here. He I, does keep a stack here. There's actually a here. case at my house, too. Yeah, he keeps a stack here. But every now and then he'll have like some kind of energy type drink. So he drinks the White Monsters, too. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, it's, everybody knows what a White Monster is. Oh, they sure do. Yeah, buddy. Four, um, four inches of fun. And then he says, uh, do you sniff your toys when you crack open a new box? I often do. I do not. I enjoy the smell of. It's like smelling a new pair of shoes. It's I smelling sm- the glue. Know, I pick it up, but like I'm not going after it. Fans' so toys always had one hundred percent. And I think part Mc, of part McFarlane of McFarlane toys are the most notorious in my opinion. Not the new ones, but like the old school ones. It just smelled like raw plastic, and like I, it was in the paint and everything. I opened. I'm trying to. What was I opened something recently, and I was like, whoa. It might have been those new age toys. Those little little transformers. Oh yeah, they might have had a little <clears> bit of a. Uh, he says, if, if you can't think of any rituals, which were, are there any parts of your life that have set a routine? Uh, when you come home from work, do you need to decompress in a specific way before you feel ready? Do you always wash your hands? Do you always wash your ass before sex? Uh, I do not wash my ass always before sex. I don't either. It dep- well, it dep- But I love it when, it, when I, I have. I, I often know when I need to do that. So <laughs> um, as far as coming <clears throat> home, like, yeah. if, I've been on a, if I've been on a trip, like, I walk in the door with my suitcase, whatever. I'm like, hey, you know, tell everybody hi. Give me 10 minutes to get my shit unpacked. I got probably need to take a piss. I might yeah. need to take a shit. I might need to wash my ass for future endeavors yeah. while I'm back there. <clears throat> um, you know, just, yeah, give me. And, I, and I'll tell you something, like decompressing on the drive home, people don't realize how powerful that is. So mm-hmm. for years and years, I worked retail in a job, either, you know, in video stores or, or, or the... Um, uh, auto parts and most of the time I was a 20 minute drive to get 15 20 minutes to get to work 15 20 minutes to get home 
I started working at a location. Uh, the last advanced auto I worked at, the location five minutes from my house came available. Like I want to work there. That's it. And it's as close as I can get. Although I enjoyed working there, mm-hmm. I missed like hell that decompression time. Because I yeah. literally, by the time I got in the car, you know, yeah. I, I played one song on the radio to the point where sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to take, <clears throat> I'm just going to drive for 10 minutes. Yeah. I, um, I have a 40 minute commute to work. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, but when I get home, so it's changed now. Um, but when I get home, I, I come into the mud room. I put my backpack on the shelf. I put my shoes upside down on top of it. I do the exact same thing every time. I come in. I drop my my lunch bag on the kitchen table, and then my dog is going nuts. So then my dog will run over to the love seat and wait for me. And I go over to the love seat and I sit down. I finish my cup of coffee and my travel mug that I've been bringing home, and pet the dog. And I look through the eBay listings while I just sit there for just a minute and. Hang out with the dog is what I do every time I come from work. Nice. Um, that stuff's important, man. You know, yeah. and I think I, I definitely need to get more routine in my life. I think that's something I definitely can do better with. There was another thing I wanted to add real quick about the this episode nine retcon. Oh, sure. We could do this for days. Probably. It's just that like the whole thing would be about the true nature of the Jedi for me. Okay. So like in episode eight, Luke Mm-hmm. what happens with him like i want to keep all that okay and i want that to be like like snoke was the first jedi he hates the way that the whole force has been used since then luke becomes the first jedi that we've ever seen a true jedi and um you know and then it encompasses all of like what does the force mean what does it mean to be a jedi what does it mean to be a sith what does it mean to be a dark side user or a great you know like any of that stuff like i want it all to be kind of focusing on like that idea of how far the jedi and force users in general mm-hmm. have kind of gotten off the beaten path so here's another and then that's that's why it ties into kylo using bad for good right. and people using good for, and then showing back to the prequel era of people using good for bad and you know all that shit like kind of coming to a head another interesting thing to play with would be order 66 Mm -hmm. not having that happen Mm. or it being something different whereas you have more jedi that are in the world to continue you know i think it might help build the story you're trying to tell and even showing vader taking more of an act in the purge Mm -hmm. you know of it not just being clone troopers that turn but like you know getting to see vader like because in my mind before you know the prequels and before order 66 in my mm-hmm. mind vader hunted them all down yeah you know like because obi-wan says like you're you know like it, it was like vader was like this like assassin you know mm-hmm. but he he didn't have to sneak around the shadows because he was just that badass bobby do you know who chris benoit is, is it, that name sounds familiar, he's the though. pro wrestler who killed himself his wife and his kid oh god okay yeah so someone sent me not just the women but the children <laughs> yeah and and there's some sketch around the whole thing. <laughs> right, like there's right, parts right. of it that don't make any sense. There's a, I think a two part uh, Dark Side of the Ring about it. Anyways, someone sent me a little meme. It was, <laughs> it was Anakin right there where he turns on his lightsaber with the younglings. Uh huh. <clears throat> and Chris Benoit's entrance music plays. Yikes! I think it was Mad H. So it's on brand. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I'll say this too that like um. Uh, fuck. I forgot just that quick. Talking about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Something about um, 
Oh, uh, something that Gary always said that he mm-hmm. that he wanted to see in the prequels that we that we didn't really get to its full potential is this idea, and I love it. This is, but this is Gary's idea, not mine. I just want to make that clear of seeing Anakin as a naturally gifted Jedi, like the whole time, a naturally gifted Force user. Like, okay, you know, not everybody is born with you know Michael Jordan. You know, you only get those once every so many years sure. or whatever. But like. <clears throat> he gives this example of like when Anakin is killing all the separatists and one of them gets uh, one of the battle droids or something gets a shot off and he's like in the middle of something else but he just throws his lightsaber behind his back mm-hmm. to deflect it and then keeps on going more stuff like that where it's yeah. like his body is almost his body is being used by the force like yeah. it's just it's reflex he doesn't even think about what he's doing it all seems effortless you know like he is yeah. this natural god and then another way to, to take that info and to take that no matter you know he gets chopped to pieces at the end in, in at one point there's really no reason vader should have to be what he is he could be a you know i get it he's just a shell of a person but look what grievous was right, right? right you've right. got the brain of the person and there's no reason you couldn't have a <laughs> bad shit acrobatic yeah yeah you know or, yeah. or just being yeah. able to do more than take two steps and hold a saber out right, right. that was a great question it was uh our next one is from kenneth R. What's up? Or Kenny R, I should say. Good morning, y'all. New to Patreon this year and wanted to let everyone who was on the fence know it's totally worth it. Totes. Totes. Um, I believe you deliver great content that keeps me coming back day after day. Question. This may have already been covered. Which vendors do you deal with for your different collection hobbies? Uh, What are some examples of the best vendor relations and the worst involving price, shipping, communication, damaged goods, or refunds? Um, So, for import figures that are above grade you know meaning not like third party and mm-hmm. stuff like that i i use hobby link japan okay their customer service is great you can cancel stuff now um they're like bbts of japan gotcha. their prices are a little bit more expensive but they're 100 reliable and dependable and you pay when the product comes in as opposed to at pre-order which is more uncommon over there yeah um and then domestically i use bbts for most of my other shit and then i use uh nick the toy guy obviously for all my fans toys purchases and i use uh there's one other one uh sideshow for different things i use sideshow for hot toys obviously uh i use sideshow for um sometimes for sometimes for, there's stuff that like big bad toy store will have mm-hmm. but they require a deposit and all yeah. that so if i'm gonna get a deposit there i'll probably just go with sideshow because right. i can get reward points when the shit comes in My so points yeah sideshow carries a ton of shit so I'll, I'll buy a lot of stuff from sideshow and that's pretty much the three places that i or four places that i buy from so for me it would be bbts um <clears throat> sideshow um amazon like I mm-hmm. pre-order like GI Joe's yeah, and stuff too. like that. I, I pre-order Amazon Hasbro Pulse. I still have the pers- the subscription. I'm going to say prescription. It seems like it sometimes. A pres- uh, <laughs> subscription to the the premium. Yeah, it's and it's paid for itself with the shipping. You know, free right. shipping, uh, which Amazon offers too. And then like me- you know Mezco stuff. I normally don't which order from them because I have points there. Although I'm having a little bit of a problem with my points there now. Long story. It's not worth telling, but. Um, yeah, I think that's really it, import. Like I've ordered some stuff from Show Z mm-hmm. just to try it out. Um, you know, it takes a little while to get stuff, but price wise, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I've never, I've never used them. Uh, yeah, I know their prices are reasonable. Yeah, and I use Agabus from time to time. Yeah, I will use Agabus from time to time as well. Um, but uh, the only, uh, the only nightmares uh, 
customer service issue. I've had some other issues with retailers that weren't service related. It was uh, sabotage related. Oh boy. Um, but the only negative customer service, real significant negative customer service that I've ever bumped into was with TF Source. Hmm. Um, and it was very, it was, it was probably fucking eight years ago and they've yeah. been, and actually I've had contact with them since for different things about, I've, I've told this story before, but about shit they wanted to collaborate with me on and none of it worked out. Um, but, uh, they were super pleasant to yeah. deal with then. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I haven't had any real nightmare experiences. I have had nightmare sabotage experiences, uh, but, uh. That's for another day. Um, and then we have one from Matt B. He says, Ragers, long time, no right. Not sure if this hit your radar. Probably has. Uh, and, and he was right, it has. But there's an artist named A-I-I-T-T-A that inserted an A-I-J-Z voice into his song. So what could this mean for the future of music? Could we get the new Beatles songs, new Jimi Hendrix songs, Michael Jackson, take your pick, something to think about, like yep. A-I music. Prophet of the Faceless. Yeah, so here, like here's my thing about AI in general. I just think it all needs to be transparent. Yeah. Like I I'm not scared of it. You know, I think there are people that are scared of it. I'm not scared of it. Um I think that I just saw this thing recently where like the government is trying to like put a stop to AI for a minute until they I think the quote is like wrap our heads around it or Pretty some much. shit like uh, Italy banned chat GPT apparently but the problem is is that like if we when it comes to technology right if we put a stop to this for us like we're taking a, a five-year timeout let's mm -hmm. say uh not to say that any of these countries are the ops right right but guess who isn't mm -hmm. China's not right Russia's not right. Iran's not countries that have a complicated history with us mm -hmm. are not going to take a timeout. No. And if that shit leads to something that gives them the advantage that we were too scared of to figure out, mm -hmm. it's not good for us. So like, I don't, all of that shit. I'm like, I just think it needs to be when, in regard to entertainment, right. If mm -hmm. it, you know, whether it be a painting or a digital art, whatever the case or, um, music or movies or whatever, it just needs to be upfront about what it is. Right. I agree. I think transparency with it is, is, is paramount. And that's, I think that's where a lot of people get upset about. I, I I don't know that the goal is to fool anybody or, mm -hmm. you know, that the guy using Jay-Z's, you know, made up, created vocals. Is he trying to say, oh, no, no, it's Jay-Z. Right. Or is he just playing with this thing, seeing what he can come up with? The interesting thing is going to be having, like, ownership and rights to your voice. Mm-hmm. That's you know, going to be something so interesting. If, if this guy, you know, he types in the right stuff into the AI mm -hmm. to generate the AI verse. The song, the right stuff by new kids on the block. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it comes out with Jay Z's voice. Dude, that shit is a bop. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. <laughs> I still like that shit. Um, but like, uh, my favorite girl, that's my favorite new kid on the block song. Um, but anyway, the, uh, if, if he, if, if he is typing into this thing, exactly what he wants this AI to create mm -hmm. for his song, that's fine. And I'm okay with that. But if he puts it on iTunes and says, like, you know, uh, Iada featuring Jay-Z, well, no, now you're not being, now you're not being honest. Right. You know, and that numbers, that, that, that song is going to generate a certain amount of traffic mm -hmm. that other songs by you are not. Right. Because of that name that's attached to it, and that's not fair. Right, right. And right. it's not honest, and it's not true. 
Yeah. More importantly, so it's like the the interesting thing for me to see is how the record companies because it's always cat and mouse, right? Sure. Napster, streaming, whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so like the interesting thing to me will be to watch how these companies respond to it and yeah. try to rein it in. You know, and and it'll, it'll be a learning curve. Eventually, they'll learn that you can't. It always takes them a while to learn that, but then they have to figure out how to stop and regulate it basically which they will yeah you know because there's too much money riding on it especially you know the names like he's mentioning institutional names right right? the beatles and fucking elvis and fucking Jimi hendrix like these are artists that are keeping literally keeping the fucking lights on at Mm -hmm. certain houses you know what i mean so like they're not going to play with that right i guarantee you that um one more thing speaking of business and and whatnot we didn't mention that uh wwe sold to a company called endeavor who also owns the ufc that's the saudi arabia no that didn't end up happening so this is a a company called endeavor that owns the ufc already this is like a monopoly almost kind of i mean i listen i've been saying that that mma has a is not necessarily as transparent about everything that's happening as as Maybe a little bit more WWE than we we would like to imagine, but this is going to be an interesting. Seems like Vince McMahon has come back into some power along this process as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out over time. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I, I wanted to get off my chest this week, and I, I don't. You know what grinds my gears? I, um, I did want to say that there uh, about the thing about the my my, my work folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening, you know, yeah. which is which is fine, you know, by all means, listen in. But it, it it was a valuable lesson for me too, and I think there's probably a ton of people out there that could learn this lesson. Um, but you had to be accountable. Sure, you had to be accountable for what you say. Um, because sooner or later you could end up right in front of that person, mm-hmm. and then you got to look them face. You got to stand in front of that. Yep. And not everybody's built to stand in front of that. Nope, they're not. Shout out to the rest of the cool table. Shout out to Joe who's on assignment. Um, and shout out to uh, anybody that listens to this as far as I'm considered you're part of the cool table. Uh, and with that, oh, I, I guess I should shout out uh, Dante on Facebook and Phil on Twitter in our notes and uh, Raul on Instagram. I need to write him. And Key. Ricky Ticket Timber on the videos. Yeah. And with that, Tasty Taint. Tight dick player. <laughs>